Ahoy! I'm the comic hunter, also known as just Hunter. Uh, I'm comic boy. I'm Tyler. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm... I was like, I was like, who's going first? Yeah, we didn't coordinate that. Hi, Arbor. I'm. 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 Hi. Uh, comic rebirth, also known as just Harper, and welcome no. to your story episode. Oh my God! Why? One sixteen? You... Is it? One sixteen. I thought it was one fifteen. No, one fifteen was last you week. You sent it to us and said that it's one sixteen. I know one fifteen was last week because JD said one one five, and one one five is a thing from like Call of Duty Zombies, and I went, oh shit. And oh okay. Thank you. <laughs> that was, that was episode one hundred and sixteen. <laughs> welcome. Uh, Hero Stories of Podcast, all about DC and Marvel comics, where we usually start off the episode by talking about the news of the week, ranging from live action news to gaming news to comic news. After that, we go over the comics of the week. This week's comics are The Amazing Spider-Man number 51.LR, Batman number 102, I think, and the final Young Justice issue, which I forget the name of. Oh, Young Justice ended. Yeah. uh, JD's not here right now, as you can tell. Usually my co-host. He is... We usually say missing, but I guess he's not missing this time. I don't know if well, he wants to. know where his... he is. Yeah. I mean, I won't say his address is where he is. Um, I think I don't know his address, actually. I have it somewhere on my phone because I've sent him comics before, but... What a weird fucking tangent to him. I know where he is. I know where he is, actually. I mean, like, physically, I do. Oh, yeah? Uh, maybe don't say, like, his exact address on the show, because he might actually <laughs> still be there by the time the listener is listening to this. He's not here. <laughs> he got overwhelmed with uh, college and things like that. So he's like, oh, I can't talk about comics this week. I'm like, well, I will assemble the Avengers here. And that's kind of foreshadowing because we might talk about Avengers later on the show here. And uh, if you're on Spotify, uh, thank you for listening. If you're on SoundCloud, thank you for listening. iTunes, we're also available on YouTube.com slash A Hero Story. But anyways, welcome. We're going to start off the episode with uh, the news of the week. So that was quite the intro there. <laughs> Uh, news of the week, Doctor Strange 2 is looking to cast someone as a mentor role. Tyler, I feel like you know more about the Marvel Universe than I do. Harper, I don't know if you know more than Tyler. Uh, no, he does not. Absolutely does not. Okay, mentor role in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I'm guessing I, I, Madame I mean, Web? Something I don't, like I don't know. I don't know about Madame Web. Uh, I think maybe, like, another ancient one? Oh, you think like another sorcerer? Because it didn't say if it was like another sorcerer supreme or more of like a multiverse type mentor role. No. Well, in the first Doctor Strange, uh, Mordo has this staff, and he says, uh, "This is the staff of the Living Tribunal." And in Marvel, the Living Tribunal is is the multiverse. He's a he's a thing. He's a guy that inside of him the multiverse lives. So I mean, it could be that. I mean, they've set it up already. Um, oh. <laughs> but I have no clue. Any theories, Tyler? Or I mean, just, Harper? Uh, just, I just, uh, yeah. yeah. Nah, no, not really. It just sounds <laughs> like anytime I hear anything about any MCU news at the moment, it's just, we're, we're looking for someone for a mentor role in any movie. Yeah, yeah that's a good Oh, who, who could be a mentor role for a character who's like 45 years old? <laughs> like, I know, I know it'll feed into the story. It, it just sounds dumb that's like when you do the report. We started recording. I was like, oh, his mentor is going to be Uncle Ben. They've just completely swapped everything around. I mean, they cast um, God. I don't want to fuck up her name. It was like Zochi or whatever. Um, And people think she's going to be America Chavez, and America has powers to go through realities. So, I mean, if they're going to do more multiverse hopping, which obviously we know there are, it's probably going to be like a multiversal uh, mentor. They want a mentor role for a multiversal movie. They should cast Ben Affleck. 
and make him Batman again. <laughs> as, make him Batman. Yeah, back as, as Batman. back as Matt Murdock. Back as Daredevil. Yeah. I don't feel or make, like... Or make him Moon Knight, because Moon Knight and Batman are the same character. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, as soon as you said that last week, I was like, people are not going to... Okay. Let me defend myself here, because I got a, quite a few DMs. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight is not Batman. I'm not comparing him to Batman. I'm not saying he's Marvel's Batman. If anything, if I were to say Marvel's <laughs> Batman, I would say... I shouldn't say anyone actually. Yeah, don't say anyone. More don't DMs, say yeah. anyone. Marvel doesn't have well, Batman. That's the wasn't the quote? Wasn't the exact quote? He's like Marvel's Batman. Okay, let me let me kind of explain that because I've read Moon Knight too. I'm not some guy that just like Googled who Moon Knight too. I've read a few Moon Knight comics. Moon Knight, I was compared to Batman in the sense that they're both rich, they're both vigilantes, they both go out at night, they both throw like boomerangs shaped as their logo, and th- that's about it. They both have big capes. Maybe. <laughs> You have they're cape. very similar on a completely superficial basis. Yes. Yeah, like if they were to meet, they would be completely different. I mean, Moon Knight and even is crazy. then, I mean, Moon Knight's not always rich. Moon Knight, yeah. like, he's rich, like. Well, he lives in like an abandoned mansion. It, yeah, it's well, abandoned, and there's like sheets well, he, over all the furniture, be, but it's still Mark Spector's property. It used to be that Moon Knight was three different, pe- well, four different people technically. He had he had a dissociative identity disorder, and so he would. He was Mark Spector, he was Jake Lockley, and he was Stephen Grant and Moon Knight. Four, not five. And then Mr. <laughs> and, Knight came in too as his And then Mr. One. Knight, yeah, but but Stephen Grant was like the Bruce Wayne one. So mm-hmm. and then uh Jake Lockley was uh Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver, just the exact same character. Oh. And then Mark Spector was like the main guy. Yeah. So yeah. you kinda understand, right? I'm comparing to the I sense of there's yeah. simil- they have similarities. That's like yeah. me saying he's like Green Arrow too. They're not at all, but they have similarities. Yes. To the I, whole I, I, rich I vigilante that goes out at night and throws like batarang and then you got the like Batman throws the batarangs and then Moon Knight throws like the the moon shaped boomerang. Yeah, the I don't know if that's an official name or not, but I don't think so. But yeah, like they they're similar in that case. Moon Knight also like murders people too. <laughs> so very brutally at times. So they're they're different, but that's just me defending myself here. Um, Funko Pops, those little bobbleheads. I wonder if I have one on my desk. Yeah, I used to collect these, unfortunately. I'm one of those people. I have one in my room. I have, uh... Oh, yeah, Harper has some right there. Uh, YouTube.com oh, I don't want a story. I don't want to say the one... That's kind of like a pop vinyl, but it's fluffy. The one I have in my room is a uh, Rogue. Oh, out of all the characters? Yes. <laughs> I have a ton of MCU ones. There was a time I have where more yeah, there was a time where I was like, I'm going to collect every single like main Avenger in their MCU form in Funko Pops. And then I bought like six and I'm like, damn, that's like $100. <laughs> I'm out kind of thing. I have all the uh, the classic uh, Justice League members over there. So like in, in their classic looks. So besides that, though, I don't really collect Funko Pops anymore, but they're still going on and they still are released like every month or something. Uh, recently, there was a leak that came out of Funko Pops releasing in January 2021, and there's a little bit of a WandaVision spoiler in there. So if you don't want to hear it, check the timestamps in the description below that I just realized I have to do and I haven't been writing down because JD's not here. Uh, check, check the timestamps in the description below and you'll see when to avoid the spoiler conversation for WandaVision. But one of the characters that they're releasing a Funko Pop for is Quicksilver. That is going to be MCU Quicksilver. Oh, oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Is it is it like his Age of Ultron outfit, or is it a new quick? Story? Not shown. Have, they didn't show. Yeah, we haven't. It seen was that. a list oh. of all the ones releasing. And That's interesting. I one didn't of them know. was under the. There's like WandaVision category. And there's like Captain. Yeah, Captain no, Winter I saw the, the Scarlet Witch one, like in her Halloween costume. I want that so fucking. That thing looks amazing. It's just <laughs> it's just comic book Scarlet Witch. Yeah, but within the WandaVision category, Quicksilver was one of the characters. Damn, okay, that's interesting. Don't think he's going to be back alive. I think it's going to be more of a dream sequence of anything, or Wanda's I mean, just doing something. Wanda, they could do anything with WandaVision. I mean, she, he, she could bring him back to life. Just bring him yeah, bring him back to yeah. life. Straight up, yeah. Uh, so I bet that'll be like a like a first episode like reveal. Like She'll open the door, and, and uh, Petra is going to be there, and everyone's going to be like, what? And it's going to be like, Baby Yoda. <laughs> oh they're gonna mandalorian it yeah, yeah i can see that that could get people hooked because oh it's this character we haven't seen in five years so mm-hmm. wasn't there room is his name evan peters the dude who's seen yeah, the wasn't there rumors that he was gonna be in it as well he well, is apparently he it. will be in it yeah oh but we but don't know if he's playing know quicksilver oh okay that's where i think he probably came. will be though it's a it's a role that they didn't want to say who he's playing but he is on the casting list he was on set and all that so we don't know if he's playing quicksilver or not but i could totally see it happening yeah. i kind of want it to happen too that would be cool yeah because i thought he was a better quicksilver than age of ultrons oh by like a mile mm-hmm. not to say age of ultrons is bad but i, I kind of liked it mm-hmm. so oh yeah that we might even get that quicksilver instead for the funko pop because we haven't seen what it looks like it just says quicksilver and then it's going to have like the because the boxes have what they're from and it says WandaVision. So I was going to make a dumb <clears> reference because Quicksilver is a clothing brand in Australia. And then I was just like, is it? No actually? One's gonna... <laughs> yeah, I was like, no one's. Well, it's spelled like Q-U-I-K and then silver. Because I never I don't heard think of that. Quick, yeah. And I was going to make the joke and then I'm like, as if anyone's going to know what Quicksilver is. <laughs> I was thinking of making a similar joke. I'm not going to like I was like, what can I say? That's quick they made a similar joke in um in the Return of Barry Allen. I think it was the Return of Barry Allen, where yeah. you know how Max Mercury was it Max Mercury that was Quicksilver or was it or was it Johnny bloody Johnny Chambers? One of them was Quicksilver. Okay. Um, and then they were like, it was him and Linda talking about names, and she was like Quicksilver, and he's like very taken because it's taken in DC and Marvel. I thought that was a fun reference. Oh. <laughs> also, also. Can we pause really quick? Uh, like recording? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, don't worry then. Um, <laughs> why, why do you have to go or something? No, I just gotta keep getting a phone call, and I'm I don't oh, know take who the phone it call. is. Take the phone call. Nah, it's okay. nah, nah, we'll nah, listen. nah. It's fine. I don't want to miss out on important One Division pop vinyl news. No, we'll listen to it. Don't even mute yourself. Just. <laughs> 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 now nah, you can take it. It's all good. Uh, nah, we'll nah, just nah, talk actually, about. That will work. I'm gonna half and half it. Okay, we are going to talk about Falcon the Winter Soldier. So, um, yeah. this was you, Tyler, that told me before. Yeah, recording. no, I saw a. There's mini mates, like you know, those little tiny. I don't even know how to really describe them, but there's, we're going to. can't really talk right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't actually mute his mic. Oh, God. We could have. Okay, no, okay, we're going to keep going. What's he even talking about? I just heard, I can't really talk right now. I can't really talk right now. That was, uh, that was the most non-important phone call I've ever had in my life, and I completely disrupted the podcast. <laughs> we kind of and heard like, you. It was my girlfriend's sister just calling me, I think just on a whim, probably because she's bored. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. I thought it was going to be important news. Nothing. 
we got to hear like, I can't really talk right now. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> get out, mate. I can't really talk right now. Yeah, I'm no. In Australia, uh, mate. <laughs> well, that was a that was a whew, that was a derail. But like this know. podcast, JD, we whatever, need you man. <laughs> Anyways, well, look, there's, there's form and order when you guys host it, but then yeah, I no, rock it's up. Never it's like, on rails when the two of us are here. Yeah, yeah, it's no. okay. It's entertaining enough. Uh, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldiers. Yes. What, you guys there talked were, to me before recording about something happening with this. What's up? Uh, there are many mates that were released, which are like these little figures of um, all the characters. You get Zemo, you get uh, Bucky, but there's one of the Falcon and US agent. And the Falcon says Falcon, but US agent says Captain America, mm. um, which people found very interesting that they're, I mean, it was always a rumor, but they're, they're fully going on with that. John Walker is going to be like the Captain America for the U.S. government. Yeah, I like that. They're they're, they're going to advertise him as Cap, but Sam's like, but I earned the shield. Oh my God, I just re- Oh my God, they're so going to do this. And you know what? Quote me on. I might even put money on this. There is going to be a point where it's Bucky and Sam and they're fighting John Walker and he's going to be like, I'm Captain America! And they're going to go, no, we are Captain America. And they're going to punch him at the same time and he's going to explode into red, white, and blue watch what should happen okay uh putting money on that you said <laughs> yep nine thousand no, no i don't know i'll put 10 <laughs> I'll, I'll put 10 bucks on the idea that they're both 9, gonna 000, say nine thousand australian dollars to the us is like me giving you a quarter yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. well australian I mean, dollars to canadian dollars isn't too far apart so <laughs> I'm, I'm down for this harper i bet ten dollars that they will at some point say like we, we are, are captain, captain america. america there'll be something similar where they do like a you know united kind of stance and they'll be like no we we are are the flash or they both at the same time are like no you move they'll do something like that they they might do something like that but i'm still willing to take the bet i I actually would as cheesy uh, as that is it's very comic booky yeah (laughs) i wouldn't mind i don't know if you guys saw their set videos when they're filming where he u.s agent captain america i guess has someone's like head against a rock mm, yeah, he's, he's got just... the shield and no he's got the shield oh yeah them, like on the head like with the point of his shield oh, yeah. so like so yeah, like what looked... cap was going to do to tony at the end of civil war but then yeah dude. what it looked like he was going to do yeah it looks so brutal i'm excited for this he's, show. like he's beating the guy to death that okay. is side note like very briefly that is one of the best parts of that movie the fact that they are so divided in that part that tony actually thinks cap is going to do that is like yeah. so heartbreaking go on it's a good ass movie hunter um, do you like that movie i love that movie i love civil war yeah. it's in yes! my top five sorry it's the best event <laughs> it's in my top five mcu movies ever so. oh the- legend thank you yeah. uh harper i'm done for this bet like for real right now oh yeah that's that's fine T- 10 bucks i'll see that yeah. What? Okay. Here, cool. We have it recorded. Here, let's. Oh no, you don't. You don't do comicsology stuff, do you? You're mostly physical. Uh mostly physical, but I still have a comicsology account filled with Black Panther, and that's about it. Ah, right, because it was all free. All yeah. right. Never mind. Ten bucks. Uh, yeah, ten bucks is fine. All right. Um. <laughs> now going on to, I guess. Uh, well, we'll go on to the DCU news now, because that's it for the MCU news. Um, Batman v Superman. We got we uh, rewatched it recently. I'm just adding that to the news real Unfortunately, quick. Unfortunately, yes. I-, I forced Tyler and Harper to rewatch Batman v Superman with JD and I. It's on our YouTube channel now, YouTube.com/slash/HeroStory. There's like a little 20 minute highlight video. Oh my God, Warner Brothers copy striked me literally like a hundred times <laughs> yeah. trying to upload this. Yeah, they, they hurt you. Yeah. You had to cut our Thor Ragnarok talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy- 
Harper scenes, I, yeah. Harper and I were so bored during the Batman Superman fight. <laughs> we were like, I really think Thor Ragnarok's a good movie. And you were like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we were so were like, bored. No, it's not. So yeah, uh, we might do this again for Thor Ragnarok or uh, I think someone mentioned maybe doing like Daredevil or, or like the Electra movie. Something mm-hmm. like that. Because that's bad for all of us. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys want us to do more kind of reaction highlight videos, just let us know. But yeah, I'm counting this DC news here. Now, for actual DC news, uh, the Snyder Cut trailer is missing. It was cut yeah. by Warner, Warner Brothers copy strike their own trailer. <laughs> seems Do you know like... why? Did you see why? The, oh, there's an actual was, reason? It was there's Halloween, a reason. It yeah, apparently it was the music. Apparently it was something to do with the rights for the music, which is yeah. so funny because I love the idea that they put the trailer together and then put it online. And then, like, Leonard Cohen's estate is just <laughs> like, like two months later. Can't use that. Yeah. <laughs> months like later, months. yeah. He probably just yeah. found out about it. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder if we're gonna get like a recut one or just a new trailer Probably. in general. Can, no. can we? Can we be honest? Like the Hallelujah didn't really suit the trailer. I thought no. it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah. I, I understand I that they just like Hallelujah, like the movies coming out. Yeah, but that's what I mean. So Zack Snyder's fans. Here we go. This will be controversial. <laughs> Zack Snyder's fans treat him like he is a god, right? Some so of them that do. trailer comes out and it's like Hallelujah, because it's like them acknowledging the fact that Zack Snyder is this omnipotent god of Warner Brothers and DC. Yeah. So when I watched it, I was like, Oh my god, this is so wanky. It's like, Oh look how cool it is. Zack is back. Just put in like any other song that actually fits the trailer, because it. It really didn't. Like, you're cutting to all these shots, and then Hallelujah's playing in the... It's like when he inserted Hallelujah into Watchmen. Watchmen, yeah. It didn't really suit that. Didn't scene. really fit, yeah. People know the scene I'm talking about. I, I know exactly. Probably the most watched Watchmen. scene in the movie. <laughs> I haven't seen Watchmen in a long time. It's not Tyler, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's like... No, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm just, just saying. I'm surprised it... you know what that is, so I figured I'd say. <laughs> it, I don't like Watchmen. Like, straight up. Maybe we'll go, go off topic. The wa- no. no, I love the graphic novel. Like, I love the comic. Okay, no. thank God. <laughs> I mean the movie. <laughs> no, I, I think Watchmen's were... incredible. I mean the movie, I yeah. don't like. I don't yeah, know. the movie sucks. I think it's awful. And people are just like, how can you, like, like the, the comic but not like the movie? Because they're the exactly alike. No, no, no. See, I've done I've done rants. I've done posts about this. The Watchmen movie on a superficial level looks like the most comic accurate movie in existence, despite the fact that it has none of the subtext, none of the subtlety. <laughs> it takes things that were important to the book and completely flips them and then pretends like, well, we matched this panel, so we're comic accurate. Like, I think Dr. Manhattan is good. I think the comedian is Agreed. good. Agreed. But stop, stop, stop making Dan look like this badass in his suit and in then Rorschach. try and convince me that he's like, yeah, or Rorschach as well. Rorschach Don't put- shouldn't be cool. He shouldn't be cool. He's a mentally unstable prick. Like the, there's the scene where he goes to the guy, uh, I forget what he did, but he, cha- he like handcuffs him to like the pole. He killed, comic, he killed. He killed a little girl. First, uh, yeah, he killed a little girl. In the comic, what he does is like there's a fire that could possibly happen, and Rorschach walks away. But in the movie, he butchers mm-hmm. the guy's face. The well, the point way was the point in the book was that Alan Moore. It was either Alan Moore or Dave Gibbons, but maybe collectively they decided that they were going to keep the main, like the the first eleven kind of issues pretty tame with violence so it wasn't terrible like if you see things happen that are horrible they're kind of in silhouette they kind of cut so away when, in times yeah so then so that when like you get to the, at the end yeah when you get to the final issue and you see the squid and all of these dead people you're like oh my god and that's the same that's... reason they kept that nine panel grid and then the only issue with splash pages is that yeah. last issue mm. with just the blood and the gore and everything it's shocking but in this movie 
of the end of the squid, all the death at the end, we're kind of used to it at this point because we've seen yeah. people die. Like uh, Night Owl and um, what what's her face? Silk Spectre. I haven't seen this movie in a while. Sorry. When they're yeah. walking down the al- al- like the alleyway and they're gonna get mugged in the comic, they just kind of like punch him and just- run. But in this one, they like, yeah, they're like ripping their bones out of their bodies. It's like, Jesus Christ, they're just like, just punch and run like you did in the comic. Can we also talk about the fact that unless I'm misremembering, don't they give the nothing ever ends line to someone else? Like Adrian and and John don't have that talk. I'm pretty sure they don't have the talk where Adrian's like, in the end, I did the right thing, didn't I? And then John's also, like, do, in the end. I, I do distinctly remember the exact ending of the movie being uh, when the when he's reaching for the journal and then they yeah. play the Rorschach line from the beginning as if you don't know. <laughs> That's exciting. They play the Rorschach the line and then, to and then they're expecting you to go, oh, it's Rorschach, as if you didn't know. Like My personal favorite thing is that people, you know, people who clearly don't read comic books always say, oh, them changing the ending from the squid to Dr. Manhattan is like so much better. But as many people have pointed out, and I'm as sure as we have all pointed out, it makes far less sense because mm-hmm. the whole plot with Adrian is that it's supposed to be an interdimensional squid that came to Earth, could have landed anywhere, could have attacked anywhere, killed anyone. Dr. Manhattan is Dr. Manhattan. He's an American. It would look to all the other countries, it would look like, oh, they finally pushed him to his limits and he retaliated against America. They shouldn't have to fear him. Like, why would they expect that he would come to them? Like, they have nothing to do with him. Random interdimensional squid that just happened to come to Earth, that could come for anyone. So that makes sense to unite against that threat. But Dr. Manhattan, it's like, also, he, he, he just left and people knew he was gone anyway so like why would they be like why would they want to unite they're like oh he's gone whatever <laughs> he attacked point. america he got annoyed at america he blew up some of new york and then he left like why would the world unite over that man we're, point, gonna get, yeah. we're gonna knows? get some messages anyway stupid move. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how we just started talking about watch <laughs> yeah out of all things from the Zack snyder trailer being missing but no yeah it, <laughs> JD is probably grinding his teeth right now. He he loves the Watchmen movie. Like he yeah, really but he's it. he's an idiot, and that's fine. And I'll go on record, and I will say that JD uh, is his name public. I don't think it is. Maybe we. Oh, okay, wait. well he's I'm not going to say a few times. JD's oh, not his not real gonna... name, guys. <gasps> it's only Bruce Wayne knows. He knew a week before it was revealed. So. <laughs> well, well, Mister Bleep D Bleep is an idiot, and I'm going on record right now. <laughs> And you know what? He hasn't even read that many Flash comics. Yeah, oh, it's true. He, in oh, fact, that's, that's gonna in fact, real world of Flash has actually read more Flash than JD. Oh, Eunice. The Eunice gonna... shout out. Yeah. Sorry, JD. Sorry, Eunice, if you're listening. Eunice has been on the show before, too. And that was my last episode of A Hero Story, guys. It was great to be on with you all. Yeah. All, all good, man. <laughs> so sorry jd i'm trying to handle this episode but you're usually the the guy that runs for the most part it anyways now to continuing news that's it for live action news now into gaming news um oh my god this is so cool spider-verse suit was revealed for miles morales and it's animated just like the movie it's not just like a reskin of the regular suit it's like completely designed differently so the body's a little different so good. It's so fucking cool. It's the mm. it's it's the coolest fucking thing ever. I'm gonna wear that suit and never take it off. 
And then I'm going to play Spider-Verse and put on the suit in the game and never It's <laughs> so fucking cool, man. It's it's I, I just and that's it. It's so cool. It's the coolest thing ever and I oh, I love it. It's not love- like the PS4 game where you change suits and it's like you look different. Like there's completely different animations for this suit entirely. Like it's mm-hmm. been completely redone. When you swing webs using this suit, it's going to look a little bit different than when you swing webs using any other suit. It also has a like like the sound effects pop up when you hit people. Yeah, like the bang pow sort of thing. It's it's so cool. When you jump off a building, you could do a pose where you like like the end of the movie where he puts his hands behind his head and just leans back kind of thing. Ah, oh, it's so cool. And you could choose to do like I think twelve frames per second. Yeah, or... yeah I mean in the movie it was twelve. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming. Yeah, doesn't he start as twelve and then as he gets better at swinging, he matches twenty four with Peter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's right when he uh. Right when he enters, like the place with the kingpin and all the spider people, that's when he matches. But before then, he is, or it might be the "What's Up, Danger" scene when he officially matches. But you could, uh, you could choose to turn it off if you don't want. Because some people have complained that, oh, it kind of hurts my eyes, kind of thing, because it looks like he's lagging. I think it's cool, but it can be turned off for those complaining about mm-hmm. it. It's so cool. It's a pre-order bonus, so you need to pre-order to get it right away. That being said, it will be unlocked Uh-oh. in the game. You can unlock it in the game. We didn't know how. <laughs> You unlock it, but it's as gonna of be now, like it's gonna be like the PS4 game. Like PS4 game had uh, Iron Spider pre-order bonus and whatnot, and it, you just mm. if you like, you can still just unlock it in game. Just pre-ordering it gives you immediately. Yeah, you get it like that's fine. I thought like it was like a, an exclusive, like no, a pre-order exclusive. I was they like, they that. can't. No, so they, they surely that. can't reveal that and then be like, by the way, it's only for pre-orders. If you pre-order the game, you get the suit and you get one other suit as well. Yeah. Can't remember what it is. It was revealed it's a while ago. So yeah the the white suit um but yeah you can still unlock it in game if you didn't pre-order or if you plan on getting it later on the line it's still available um there was a leak that happened recently a french uh twitch streamer i believe got the game early uh is doing a like a review copy was doing a review was streaming it for a bit just free roaming accidentally pressed pause to change suits and she had every suit unlocked except for two so we saw every practically every suit here um what's up danger suit I sh- not there well i mean it could be one of the two that she did could be one of the yet, two yes but it could also come in the future i mean it the raimi be- suit took yeah that's what, think- oh god people are going to complain again about like, oh my oh. god i was I honestly think- hoping that the raimi suit wasn't added to the ps4 game because people were being such pussies about it People were just freaking out. We all the deserve time. it, bitch. You don't deserve anything. You just got like the greatest Spider-Man game ever. Like, just be happy with what you've got. Like, and Somiac just revealed in November, like, "Hey guys, uh, that it was this for was Christmas." Good. Yeah, th- we're like, mm. we we're gonna reveal this yeah. for Christmas. Calm down. Yeah. It's in the game. It was like a like a Christmas. Yeah, Christmas they for clearly yeah. already made it too. People just like jumped the gun and just assumed. Like, like so oh, I feel like God. that could be that could happen for the What's Up Danger suit. Well, it also I I think they're going to have a suit in the game that's with the regular Miles model that's based on the What's Up Danger suit because mm-hmm. it's on the cover of the concept book. Yeah, with the green jacket. Mm-hmm. It's similar, but it doesn't yeah. have like the red mask for that. Well, no, that that's a different suit. Oh, okay. There's a cover, like they released the concept art book and on the cover of that he's basically got the What's Up Danger suit, but it's modeled like the model in the game. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Does really he have cool. like the shoes? or? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's cool. No, I thought, I thought he has like... No, he has Adidas, Adidas in the other, Adidas, shoes, in the yeah, other one, but he's, oh. got, he's got Nike on the, the one in the... Oh, does he really? Well, it's not Nike, oh. but yeah, it is. 
It's probably uh, just like a like a backwards check mark. It's a generic or... brand. Yeah, because they gave yeah, the rights or something. A cross <laughs> instead fair. of a tick. I saw some of the suits. Um, there's one suit they revealed. It's called the Gifted Suit, and it's basically a Peter suit. It's red, and it's got blue on the arms. That's mm-hmm. the costume he had when he first went out as Spider-Man. Like, he had a Genki gave him... Yeah, Genki gave him a, uh, a Halloween costume to go out, and it was it was a Halloween costume that he got, and that looks like it's in the game now, too, which looks really cool. Any other suits that you recognize? Um, uh, not particularly. There was a cell shaded one, so like Miles from the comics. Oh, awesome! Yeah, Peter had that um, in Spider-Man PS4. But that's the thing is Miles. Miles has the one costume, so it's not. Yeah. It's yeah, not in like the comics, two. he hasn't changed much. I mean, he's right got, yeah, now he's got one. He's got like his demon suit right now, and the Amazing Spider-Man. You can kind of see yeah. it on the cover of today's or this week's yeah. issue uh so he has that but i mean looks like, like he's a been lot of carnage original. he's he's had a carnage suit before like he's had all this stuff but as far as his costumes go he's only ever had the one black and red suit for the most part yeah there, there's a few different ones maybe in like flashbacks or flash forwards but yeah it's not like peter like miles has only been around really for nine all nine yeah nine years that's about it almost 10 so he's not like peter where he's been around 40 plus mm-hmm. years uh, yeah good point <laughs> He he will probably get a lot of original suits. I know a lot of them are just like Miles' suit, but with clothing over top, which I like. A lot of people seem mm-hmm. to yeah, enjoy. Like that the other aspect. pre-order bonus is drawn by Javier Gron, who did, uh, who's doing the Miles run right now, and it's the white suit. It's an original costume, so I think they're gonna go a lot of original suits. A lot yeah. of original suits, yeah, which is gonna be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure some of those will transfer into the comics eventually. Yeah, exactly, and I'm sure the game might even have original suits they has to wear, kind of like. I guess, I mean, it's been out for a while. Slight spoilers for Spider-Man PS4 at the end when he makes his own kind of like I mean, the Spider-Man suit. PS4 suit is an original suit. Yeah, it is. And even the one at the end, mm-hmm. the, like, armored suit, which yeah. I wasn't a fan of. Uh, he makes the that at the end. For... Suit. Yeah, same as Avengers game when they all get armored suits and... at the end. <laughs> Dude, the funniest thing about that is, obviously, because Avengers is so buggy, I remember when I played it, which was pretty early when it came out, when they're like, oh, we're, we're going to need to get some new suits. I forget what the line was. But you know when they're supposed to walk out into the Quinjet area with the new suits? Yeah. Mine didn't load that. They just had their regular suits. And then when the mission loaded, they had their new suits. And I was oh. like, felt like there should have been a moment where we see the new suits. And then I looked it up online and it was like that. And I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> you Can you imagine playing Spider-Man PS4? He's building that like final suit and then he just comes out in the regular PS4 suit. You'd be <laughs> like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, if you play on New Game Plus, you kind of get that because you wear whatever suit you were wearing previously. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes so. sense. Depends on that. At least that. that's not a glitch. <laughs> Pretty much. And yeah, I mean, Miles Morales is out next week. It comes out Thursday. We actually record these podcasts on Thursdays. So maybe like general. Oh, shit. That is a week from today. Oh, my God. Yeah. So general first <laughs> thoughts maybe on next week's episode of A Hero Story. But probably full game probably, review. The I will after. probably have it finished by then. I mean, if I get my hands on it. JD, when we reviewed Spider-Man PS4, he finished it in two days. <laughs> and he didn't tell I me so we go on it. to record it and i'm just like oh man i just finished the part where he's on the train he does like the spider-man 2 reference he's like oh man i finished the game <laughs> no i finished it on the friday like the night it came out damn yeah because it's because it's short like i said oh my God. it's not short i just <laughs> it's a short game no i just love spider-man and I, no, I okay it's not that. a short game i think it's a short story like i feel like the story is as long exactly harper, as it should be. harper. and if you rush through it it's you're objectively weird. wrong here 
I'm not objectively wrong. Are. He kept saying, for people that don't know, because he brings up things. And I, was exagger- I was exaggerating. He was I was PS4. exaggerating. He was like, this God, that game news. was like eight hours long. And we're like, what are you this talking about? Since Arthur said it was like six hours. I said six, which was an exaggeration, but I will stand by that it's around eight hours. It's It's not. It's twenty. Nah, it's not twenty. It's no way. It's twenty. Tyler, how did you beat it in a day? Because I sat there and I. I, Well, I didn't beat it in eight hours. Mm, I didn't. I I beat it. Beat it in like twelve. Well, Harper, you know Tyler doesn't sleep. Yeah. Do I? Well, I'm I don't up really keep. I don't really keep track of Tyler's sleep schedule. Well, whenever like... you're awake, it's five in the morning. For <laughs> Unless me. I'm like peering in through the window, I don't usually keep track. <laughs> Which he does do that often. Dude, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler's eyebrows, as I said that, just went. This <laughs> one's trying to comprehend huh? it. <laughs> he does do that often, but yeah, um, it's it's like around twenty hours. Perper, you gotta replay this game. I probably will get the remastered and replay it on there and cry over Spider-Man's new face, but exceed enjoy when I see that they added puddles. <laughs> we sh- <laughs> and the amazing Spider-Man suit. Yep. They give it at a day-night cycle, because that's what annoyed me about PS4 one, was that you had to go and manually select the day. It's a very specific. I like when, I like when it's... A- well, because I really like... I've said this to you before in the, in the chat. I like when open worlds feel just real like you can just do anything and walk anywhere and just feel like you're in it so i really like day night cycles because it feels like there's an actual progression of time oh like I minecraft like yeah like minecraft <laughs> the greatest game in history minecraft it yeah is. that's what i was going for um <laughs> almost ripped my headphones out out of pure disgust no but i just thought it was so annoying that how i'd have to like i actually do like minecraft i'll be honest but anyway <laughs> i hated that you'd have to like swing to a building and then enter one of harry's little lab things and then select the thing and then get a cut scene where like a shot of the city fades from like day to night or night to day do you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah i didn't yeah it's just much. it was like one of those little things i'm like why is this like i think it was for the story but i think after you finish the story it probably should just be a cycle um i feel like in this game they'll, they'll stick with what they were doing before and you could choose no. sunset Look, that's, the, that's the least uh, of my problems considering they completely redesigned the lead character and no one else i mean they redesigned miles in this game but that's because he aged up no miles. but he he's not a completely different face he's just like it's the same model but it like, is the same he's face just trimmed up and he looks older the new yeah. like the new guy doesn't even look bad it's just that we're so attached to the original guy because we've seen him go through the entire so story yeah. that it's so weird to then completely replace and it's even weirder to me that no one else is replaced because i'll look at other people and i'll be like oh there's there's mary jane but she's with someone that i don't recognize like i don't see that as peter because mm-hmm. i've played it already like, it's not quite so the same but it's like if they recast a tom holland but they continue tom holland's story no it's i like think that's they, exactly what it is that's no, no, exactly no, it's not like if they it's not if they recast tom, it's like if they put a face app thing and then made mm. homecoming again yeah with yeah. a different actor yeah yeah. And you, yeah god that'd be weird yeah, yeah it's just it, yeah I, and I that's the like... thing i feel bad for the guy because the guy got so much hate but it's like he's getting the role of his life it's not his fault but it's just insomniac's weird excuse because we need next gen graphics but it makes no sense to me yeah oh god <clears throat> yeah uh i'm not a fan <laughs> of the face at all. uh that's it for gaming news for common news uh i'm making a comic book with jd and it's called the price of Hero pays 
Drew Dennis Designs is our other guy on the job. He's the color slash letter. Uh, we have an Indiegogo page. Uh, if you go there and look up the Price Hero Pace or a Hero Story, you'll find us. Or click the link in my bio or JD's bio or a Hero Story's Instagram bio. Uh, our Indiegogo is at 92%. There's roughly two and a half weeks left. And yeah, I, it's going to be pretty good. It's a superhero comic about um, a superhero from the past who's gone missing for quite some time. Uh, he has some radioactive powers. He has super strength. And there's a lot of Kirby Crackle inspired things in there. Uh, he wears a cool green and white costume. And it also is about a story in the present time about a father and his son who has a very severe sickness and his father stress over it. And him looking to the past at this old hero being like, man, this hero inspired inspired people and we called him Aspire because of that. <laughs> I'm trying to explain this comic without spoiling anything too. But yeah, it's going to be three issues. They all come out at the same time in one trade paperback. Uh, it is a physical issue or if you want, you get digital depending on what you choose on the price hero pays. But yeah, you have two more weeks to pre-order, roughly. Uh, and every donation counts. Thank you. That was my pitch. I just Usually. had the dumbest thought because I was thinking about the title. Like, as you were talking, I was just thinking about the price a hero pays. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason I thought, what if they just committed and they called it the price a hero story? <laughs> Does <it> even make <laughs> Well, sense? the fun fact, a little behind the scenes here, uh, when we were first making this comic, so we started this comic in June. It should be ready by January. But we, we were in a call and we're just like, man, we got to figure out, like, story ideas and character design and just things connecting and stuff like that because it's a story from the past and present and jd was just like yeah man we have to think of like several different ways to say the word a hero story <laughs> so he's writing the script and he's just like i gotta find some ways to say a hero story in this so we actually have like a few areas where it's just like oh my son let me tell you about a hero story from the past kind of thing see that that works though but i don't i if i read a single part where someone pauses and they go a hero story. I'm, I'm gonna like just sit the book down and message it and be like, What's "Well, we have, up? well, we have here Will Smith come out and be like, what are we? Some kind of hero story?'" <laughs> oh my so, god! Don't what worry. a reference! We're, we're what a timely in. reference to a movie people really give a shit about <laughs> for a, a comic book, an indie comic book of all things coming out in 2021. <laughs> Tyler, you poked yourself in the eye with your glasses. I saw it. God damn it! <laughs> I, I saw it. <laughs> and that's it for the news of the week. God, this is hectic. This is good. Uh, now for the comments of the week. Thank you for joining us on this time frame of roughly 30 Four hours in. in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We talked about Minecraft for so long. <laughs> uh, Want to start with a comic that Harper probably didn't read? The Amazing Spider-Man, number 51.lr. The only one I didn't read. Yeah, sure, that's what yeah. we'll start with. Uh, I imagine Tyler read it. Tyler, I do didn't. you know what 51.lr means? Yeah, uh... Last remains uh, in the first. Oh God! LR. Oh, that's so awesome. See, I, I did. Does it not say last remains on the goddamn cover? It does. It says on the very top, last remains. Yeah, I have it right here. But the thing is, because <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man is going like, oh, we have yeah. issue fifty, and then issue fifty. Well, point I was LR. in the first last remains issue. At the back, they explained why they're doing these, and they said uh, the story they have is so stuffed that they needed to have a book that explained where the side characters were. So Mary Jane, Harry Osborn, uh, Norman Osborn, uh, the other spider people, all that stuff. But they, it doesn't fit into the main book. So th the main book is Spider-Man, Peter's story. LR is Mary Jane, Norman, uh, 
the other spider people, all that. That's why they're doing this. Okay. And it, I mean, it's probably going to be collected and trade all as one. Yeah, that makes but, sense because I don't think Peter yeah. showed up at all in this entire. No, Peter issue. doesn't show up in either of these issues. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it's just about it's mostly about Mary Jane, and then mm-hmm. the Order of the Web. So Miles, Gwen. Yeah, they said like these Jennifer. issues are. It would have been way too stuffed in the main story to fit all these characters in there. Okay, that makes sense. Issue in general, what did you think? Oh, it was it was it was good until I turned to the last fucking page okay we'll get to that in a second we'll talk about the good first uh Mm -hmm. storyline is very much uh dr strange confronting black cat because black cat stole his thing and oh it's so cool i i the page like i don't know if you could see it very well yeah probably not but um this page that page i just it's it looks so cool it's It's uh, just i too for those listening on uh soundcloud spotify and itunes things like that it's basically uh, Doctor Strange going to an apartment building of Black Cat and just looking through the window, like floating it up and looking through the window. Oh, so cool! I just—it's two characters that I wouldn't ever assume together, but that's like a great fucking matchup. It looks awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Black Cat and basically I, stole. Uh, what did he say, Tyler? You can explain. The this. hand of Ashanti. Yeah, the hand of Ashanti. Um, so that you know the the reference they made in the last Spider-Man issue where they said this is from the classic amazing experiment issue 42 by jms and uh john rita jr basically what happened in that issue was peter needed to fight this villain named shade so he went to dr strange and they gave him the hand of ashanti and so peter goes into um the astral plane and he fights shade but it's a classic spider-man story so something needs to go wrong so peter being in the astral plane can't say hi to mary jane when she's at the airport or bye to mary jane when she's at the airport and that that kind of room that breaks up their relationship because they weren't talking at that time period. So it looks like he's not putting in the effort. And oh, then, uh, but so it's a cla- it's a very good Spider-Man issue. But he's Spider-Man. Does she not well, understand that he she can knows be- that? But it's the same. But it's like it's. I mean, I'm sure it would get frustrating over time if he just doesn't show up. Every, you know. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. But then he puts in the effort. It's. What does the hand do? It it just it brings you into the astral plane. Okay. But for everyone listening who hasn't read it, read. John, John Romita Jr. and J. Michael Krzyzewski's Spider-Man run, it's the best Spider-Man run. Oh, really? Okay. Best 616 Spider-Man run. You disagree, Harper? Oh, no, I'm just saying don't rate Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hate Spider-Man. I don't like that at all. Anyway, uh, uh, like the rest of this issue was cool. I mean, uh, Sin Killer, Sin, it's not Sin Killer, Sin Eater, uh, I'm not a huge fan of how he's back, but I think it's interesting. Like they're doing interesting things with him. I think his uh, plot's pretty cool. Like in yeah. this case, he he cleansed Norman Osborn of his sins. Norman Osborn is he knows what he did in the past, but he's not like, oh man, I didn't do that. I'm like I'm a hero now. Well, not a hero, but like I understand what I did. Yeah. And now I'm gonna try to do what's right. So in this issue, he actually saves. Well, not Mary saves, Jane. but helps Mary Jane get out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Where Mary Jane got in a car crash, and Norman Osborn's there to help her, which is interesting. I we don't think, really see where that goes. I yeah. guess we'll have to wait till the next one. Uh, last page: Morlun returns. <sighs> Explain. Explain who Morlun is. Yeah. Um. So in that same Spider-Man run, the John Romita Jr. J. Michael Krasinski run, what are you talking about? Harper keeps making what? faces. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I was trying to wonder what he's doing too. Shut up. Every time you bring up something, I just go, ooh, how exciting. I'm just mouthing it into the camera. <laughs> More Lun was this kid. All right, so get ready for this. Set, set I'm ready. Uh, my Spider-Man when... knowledge is Ultimate Spider-Man, 
Nick Spencer's run, Craven's Last Son, Spider Man Blue, like the major <laughs> stories, and that's it. Um, so when John, um, John, what's his name? J. Michael Straczynski, there we go. When he joined the Spider Man book, he created this character named Ezekiel who, um, who went to Peter, he had, he had all of Spider-Man's powers and he went to Peter and he said, um, I know you're Peter Parker. What if the spider wait, wait, bit you? You mean, you know, you're Spider-Man? No, he said he knows you. He knew that Spider-Man was Peter Parker. Okay. Go on. Yeah. He said, I know you're Peter Parker. Um, and I want you to think about this. What if the, <laughs> what? If... He's clearly interested. <laughs> yes, Tyler, tell me more. He said, what if the, the the spider that bit you was already give like was already had powers in it before it got irradiated. Uh, so what, if, okay. what if the radiation was just a coincidence? What if it already was meant to give you powers? And that kind of breaks Peter's mind because Peter always assumed it was a coincidence. This spider got irradiated and then it gave him powers. It could have been anybody. But this guy's saying it was meant for Peter, like it's your destiny. Like the Amazing Spider-Man Two. It is kind of like, well, I mean, kind of, but, and then so Peter kind of thinks about that. And then it turns out that Morlun is the character who feeds on these spider totem people. So Peter is the totem for the 616 spider god, right? And Morlun is the person that kills, is meant to kill all those spider people. Okay. And... At first, they left it ambiguous as to whether that was really the way it was or not, because they beat up Morlun, and then Peter goes, eh, I don't know if I believe in all that shit. But then later on, they reveal, no, it, that's exactly what it is. It's all mystical. It was He was destined to be Spider-Man. And in Spider-Verse, you get all the Spider-People coming ac- uh, against the family of Morluns. Oh, I read that. Duh. Yeah, because they're going across recent. the universe killing all the Spider-People. That was like two years ago or something like that, three years ago. Six years ago? What? Six How, years why ago? Did, I read this in single issue. Was that actually six years <laughs> it ago? It was like 2014, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, but well, anyway, yeah, I have all Morlun, those issues. Morlun fucking sucks. And he's a yeah, he's, he's kind of like he's a vampire, a right? He's, he's a, yeah, a he's vampire. an energy vampire. That's... He sucks. I hate him. And I can't, believe, I can't believe they're bringing him back. Like, oh my goodness. I can't I believe the story was four years ago. Yeah, six years ago. Six years ago. <laughs> that story, I swear, that story just came out. Because I read that like week to week as they were coming out. Weird. Yeah, I completely forgot about it. Though. <laughs> so, yeah. Kind of forgettable. Anyway, that's that's who Morlun is in a very long explanation. Okay, so I have read stories with Morlun. Huh. Yeah, that was fascinating. He sucks. Shut up, Harper. <laughs> uh, would you rate the issue in general? I, uh, like a six. Give it around... I would probably give it around a seven or a 7.5. I give it like 7.5. I enjoyed it. The, yeah, uh, cool. the, the, art's or, the yeah, the art's really cool. The Order of the Web being evil. I mean, I understand they're kind of like demon yeah, zombies I'm, here. I'm also not really convinced by the Order of the Web. I don't think it's that cool of a concept. But some characters, it's like, oh, hey, it's cool that Miles, Gwen, and Peter team up. But some characters, like uh, like Madame Web and Spider Woman, it's kind of like mm-hmm. they don't team up that often. I understand because like, oh, you have Spider Man. Hey, wait a second. I mean, they kind of team up often. In this, well, Spider Woman in this panel here. I'm on these pages using webs. She doesn't do that. That is true. She does not do. She that. does not do webs. She glides. Wow. Okay. Never mind. This is she's one out of ten. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Is that an actual mistake, or was there something explaining? There must that be a mistake. No, she doesn't do webs. 
Because yes, Spider, that's the only page as far as I could tell that she's doing webs. But yeah, Spider Woman, she doesn't have web shooters, and it's not organ organic like Silk. Uh, so she's just not a web person. She's like the only person, spider person that doesn't. Not use even webs. a spider person. I really. saw that. I saw those Nothing panels that you sent about like he was talking to Luke Cage, and she was yeah. like, he was like, oh, she ripped off your name, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, are you guys related? He's like, no, and he's like, wait, so you're saying you guys have nothing to do with each other? And yeah. he's like, Pretty much. They yeah. have nothing to do. That's why I'm so confused that she's even there. Like they, they're just spite. Like they just happen to have the same name, the same name, and similar costumes in the eyes, I guess. But they were both yeah, on the New Avengers. Like nothing related. Basically, yeah. um, she. How did she get her? I don't even know if she got her powers or anything. Was it uh, Spider? I'm not even completely sure either. But she, uh, all I know, she was raised by Hydra. She then joined oh, Shield. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And she's yeah. just like a secret agent. She's her alliances are very like nebulous she's everywhere. Part of Shield. She's also a superhero on her own thing, but she's mostly yeah. a Shield agent out of anyone. She's more like Black Widow than Spider Man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, her and, her and Black Widow are like a duo like in hickman's avengers they're like the spy duo yeah but uh as far as spider-man she asked peter she did say like can i be spider-woman can i use that name and peter's like oh yeah go for it kind yeah, of thing. Okay. Yeah, he's like, i don't care, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah that, that's like the only relation that they actually have i don't think she even lives in new york <laughs> i don't know what they're doing with spider-woman right now yeah, so now they're just like, oh, Spider in the name. Let's put her on the uh, Order of the Web with uh, Miles. Yeah, she was in Spider Verse too. So, yeah, I, I kind of like her reason. on the team. I hope they kind of push her to be more of a Spider person. But yeah, she doesn't use web shooter. She glides and she uses like mm -hmm. energy blasts. But yeah, so. she's got very similar power to Miles. She has like that venom blast kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's a uh, Spider Man. Uh, Batman, did you read that, Harper? Yeah, you Go can talk it. about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Batman 102. Thoughts? Yeah. Just nothing, right? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's the first reveal. I think the first reveal of... of... Another villain. Yay. Yeah, another <laughs> like how many, villain. What is this like the 15th character he's created? Yeah, he did Punchline, <laughs> which was successful. Punchline, Joe, the, the, the killer... The clown killer hunter. Clown, clown hunter, hunter, which I think he's trying to push a little too much here. Yeah. Uh, he did the guy with like the the cool mask that was just like blank. Oh, and the red suit. Yeah, right. Who's the designer, right? No, designer was another no. one. Yeah, oh my no, goodness. no. The guy Desi in the red suit is a little different. I think he's wasn't cool designer like a corpse that was controlled by Joker, and it wasn't actually a character in the end. Something like that. He probably. was yeah. a character, but Joker killed him. Yeah, and took right. I remember people people thought that was gonna be Alfred. Oh, oh, that would have <laughs> been. I guess that probably would have been more interesting than just bringing Alfred back randomly at the end for it to absolutely make nothing not. and for him yeah. to say, I wish I was Aquaman's butler. Oh, God damn. I <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> um, But yeah, this that is the new character. Is, is it Ghostmaker? Is that Ghostmaker? Yep. Like that, yeah. yeah. One thing about these all these constant new villains, great designs. I think they've all had yeah. pretty cool designs. They do have really cool designs. I will say that. I like Ghostmaker's how he has like parachute pants, and I like the colors, the contrast. Issue, what was up? There was like fifteen different plots. Okay, so there's the, the there's the flashbacks. So that's the main. There's the flashbacks. There's a Batman plot. There's the Harley Quinn plot. There's the, the yeah. there's the Oracle stuff. There's like. So I, I yeah, think... I guess let's talk about each plot. Let's start with the flashback here. So there's a flashback to when Batman was training. He's in his like early twenties, it seems. He's in Ireland in a place called the Druid Tavern. Very D and D sounding. Uh, he gets like he's fighting a guy to teach him to f use knives. 
That's what I got from yeah. that. Young Bruce Wayne is basically threatening someone, saying, "Teach me to use knives like you do." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This guy comes around along. I guess was a student with Bruce. Calls himself Ghostmaker. Threatens him. That's about it. But it seems like this is another villain from the past, who's come back to Gotham to be like, "You are not doing your job right. I'm going to take over the city." How many times have we heard that before? Yes, Harper. I see you're raising your hand. Uh, hot take. Uh, pew pew. I actually like this issue. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's bad. I don't think I it's think bad. It's- I'll, I'll, I, if I'm honest with you guys, so the Ghostmaker stuff at the beginning, I was like, ah, oh, okay. Like he's doing the, he's doing the Twitter argument where it's like, if Batman really cared about Gotham, he'd funnel all of his money into blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, we get that. And then the comic book wouldn't exist. That's like his philosophy yeah. that he's coming at. And I was like, I don't care about this villain until you see the flashbacks. What he like, looks like Daredevil. Where he looks like Daredevil. For some reason, I'm like, I like well, the idea. You're, it's because you're dense and you like saw the Daredevil thing. You went, oh my God. No, no that, that, reason- that's the guy from the other call. No, he's, he's got the he's blindfold. Um, no, <laughs> it, was, it was literally because I'm so used to a new villain showing up and it being a new villain and then being like, who's this new villain? I like the fact that Bruce already knows exactly who it is and okay. has yeah, a history uh, with him. And so cool. those flashback panels, when I was reading them, I'm like, oh, this actually feels like a like a League of Assassins kind of story where it's like a dude from his past coming back, which to me is more interesting than just, he's a new random dude. And mm-hmm. if I'm honest, yeah, I'm going to get so much flack. I enjoyed the kind of villain plot in this issue more than I enjoyed any of the villain plots in Joker War. No, just I agree. I don't think you're getting a flack for that. I think that's oh, okay. I think it's pretty common that Joker War is a very much like an okay Batman story. Mm. It's not too good. It, it's not bad at all. It's enjoyable. It's not terrible. It's, I think it's, it's Hush. Kind of I think it's the next. I think it's the new Hush. It's like a Ghost, Batman story. That, no, no, no. I think Joker War is like the new Hush. It's like a Batman story with every character. It feels mm. definitive, but it doesn't actually do anything, and it's going to be very easy for new readers. I thought you were talking about Ghostmaker as the character no. Hush. I also I would think say, I like this story because it's like the total opposite so far of Joker War, where Joker War was very slow building to like what it was getting to, which eventually was nothing at all. Um, this is just kind of jumping straight into it. And I think that's more interesting to explore their dynamic together instead of having them apart and then slowly come together. Like we've had also, that so much already I that it's I kind of like. I think it's interesting that he seems to be turning this into a bigger like. It's not a Bat Family book, but there's more than just Batman here. You get your Harley subplots, which is surprising to me. Oracle's gonna seems like she's gonna yes. be a bigger part of this. I'm it's so like, happy about that. It, it seems interesting to me that he's these aren't just Batman books anymore. And Jorge Jimenez, the artist that did Joker War, who's also doing the arc after this Ghostmaker one, has been teasing a lot of Damian Wayne. So cool. we're gonna get some Robin too. Because I mean, that that makes sense. Yeah. Are we are we gonna get Robin? Because isn't he not Robin anymore? <sighs> Whoever he Don't is, most are... people think he's gonna be Red X. Yeah, it seems like he is, but yeah. he's been teasing Damien, so a good chance that Damien in general will be coming to the Bat book. So that's good. I I hate how Batman always just focuses on just Batman. Give mm-hmm. him Robin, even if it's yeah, Tim, that'd be cool. If it was just him and Tim working together, no one else. But yeah, Ghostmaker, I. I hope he sticks around, honestly. I hope he's, like, Punchline where he's popular enough and that people like him and he ends up being used more because I feel like Punchline will show up again in other books, oh, yeah. like, in the future. Punchline think, is definitely one of those characters I'm not com- be completely away. convinced by Ghostmaker yet, but, I mean, if they can manage to make yeah, him a just one issue. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I like him so far. I like him a lot. I think his design's cool. 
I kind of like how he has history, like you're saying, Harper. Yeah. It's just, we'll be executed well. He kind of reminds me of Red Hood when Red Hood first came back to life. I just hope yeah. they stick with that. That's Don't... what I like more. Like, if the Red Hood reveal was just that he's a random dude that we, like, like is new to Bruce as a character, and Bruce is like, I don't even know who you are. That wouldn't mean anything. But if you are reading it, even if you've never read, like, Death in the Family or have any knowledge of Jason Dodd, I feel like you can read Under the Hood. And when that reveal happens, you go, oh, shit, it's someone he knows. It's a former Robin. And yeah. that means something. And even if it doesn't mean something to you directly, it means something to Bruce. And that's more interesting to read because you're like, oh, here we go. In, in, Whereas, I mean, I know he knows Joker. He knows everything about Joker. But I've seen so many Joker stories at this point that I don't care. It's like, oh, Joker's going to do a big plan. Harley's going to talk about how we need to break the cycle. What do they do? Not break the cycle because they can't break the cycle. So nothing happens. And that's yeah. how I felt. At least this, I'm like, they could do whatever the hell they want with Ghostmaker. They Maker. could kill off Ghostmaker. I don't think they, they could. They could. In the, the last page of this, it says, like, spotlight on Ghostmaker, like the very last page, the, the back cover, basically. Mm. It says the idea, this is Tynan speaking, it says, the idea of giving a Bruce a rival in his childhood goes back to when I was writing at the back of stories to zero year, thinking a lot about the era in Bruce's life. From time to time, I would think about where I might be able to introduce a character like that. Then I realized that I needed to, another character to bring into the last story of 2020. So it's him saying, like, he's always wanted to bring in a character from Bruce's past to be uh, a Batman villain. But now he has his opportunity to do it. Zero is... year. Damn, that's like 20, yeah. 2013. Something like that, yeah. That was a yeah. while ago. Yeah, that's that's cool that you kind of had this idea for a character. And even going back to, this isn't like Bruce's childhood, like Hush or mm -hmm. Harvey Dent. This isn't Bruce when he first was Batman. This is when he was trained to be Batman. And when yep. we think of characters for that, we think of Ra's al Ghul, and that's about it. Natalia, I guess. But I don't think Talia was very much involved when Bruce was... Yeah, probably not. Like Ducard or whatever the Liam Neeson character was. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like one of those... It's not. Gonna, it doesn't seem like he's a character that's training Bruce. It seems like he's a character that's being trained with Bruce. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. And like you were saying, Harper, with the whole taking off the mask. Oh my gosh, Jason Todd. I think Bruce knows who this is. He knows like... Oh no, he absolutely knows. Yeah. He knows so. exactly... But that to me... Like, the fact that he knows him makes that fight more interesting. Like, him, when he rocked up and he lands that first punch, and then he says, Ghostmaker, you and I had a deal that you were never going to come back to Gotham. I was like, I want to know what that deal is. I want to know how they got to that point. Because that's far more interesting to me than just... Yeah, mm, he must have did up. something, but not enough to make Bruce send him to the prison. But, like, maybe they were allies. Like, maybe he doesn't even want to fight him as a villain. I have all of these questions. And, like, I'm not the biggest Batman fan, but... I have all these questions about like where this story's going that that's really interesting to me where I'm like, wow, maybe they were like allies and now they've fallen apart or maybe they still kind of are, but he was doing the Jason Todd thing where Batman's like, I can't work with you like this. Like, I I don't know. That's really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just talking about this makes me like this issue way more. <laughs> I'm twisting your mind. Yeah. Because when I read it, I was like, that was good next issue kind of thing but now i'm like damn that actually was i just think there's a lot of potential for that character to be more than just a generic guy who shows up and people are like forget about him i feel mm. like he's gonna play do you remember at the start of scott snyder's new 52 run well it wasn't like the start but he, when he was well into the court of owls stuff he revealed that the the main talent was like bruce's possible brother it's never been confirmed yeah. if it was his brother but then that character disappears like two issues after that because that second 
volume is so short that it's like i'm your i'm your brother and then it's like it never really dealt with ever again i feel like this character has the the potential to be that role where it's someone who can impact bruce on a personal level but like in the long run instead of being like oh my god secret brother oh that's it it'd be like oh my god you were my you know we used to be like this and now we're apart and now we're enemies i don't know i just yeah, like we that were kind friends of in our early 20s and now yeah we'll see and this okay. point batman's in his 40s so. i'm gonna compare this to something that not a lot of people have probably read but in the new 52 justice league dark when they fill in constantine and zatanna's backstory constantine comes to america for the first time and he meets zatanna and at the time zatanna's dating this guy i don't even remember his name to be honest even though i read that series not that long ago don't remember his name but then they like start getting really close and he starts going mad with power wanting more and more of this like really dark kind of side of magic um so they slowly you know grow together and that's how their like relationship is born to begin with and then years later, well, not like years, but years later in the context of the story, and then a bunch of issues later, they bring back that character as a villain. And instead of it just being crazy magic guy who wants to do a bunch of stuff, it's, oh, that's that's the dude that, like, John was best friends with, who Zatanna used to date, who, like, disowned them completely, and they totally screw him over before he returns. And that's far more interesting to me that it's, like, a personal angle. Because, like, we've spoken about this on the podcast before. I hate when, like stories are just like uh, it's it's just punching and just like fighting and no like the character interactions mean nothing like we'll get to young justice but it's like that where <laughs> it's a bunch of characters talking but you don't care about what they're saying because nothing of it really has any meaning whereas i could read like a 30 page issue that's just characters sitting down and talking about their relationships and it's fascinating and that's the kind of stuff that i'm hoping we see from this is the more they develop that backstory you analyze both of them at the same time. Like yes. that to me could be really, really interesting. JD and I have talked about that before. Two good examples, like fairly well, about a year ago before COVID hit at least um, two of the best issues that came out in 2019. I want to say was I Jason. Know one of them you're going to say is going to be Reed Richards and Matt Murdock talking about the existence of God. No, no, but oh, that, okay, that, that, I'll put that on the list. I'll put uh, right, mm. right away. That's a good example. I was going to say yeah. an issue of Jason Aaron's Avengers, which isn't that good, but there's one issue where there's no fighting, no suits or anything. Everyone is just in, like, the Avengers Tower talking, and they're just talking as more human and everything. They're, they're planning, like, what are we going to do the Avengers, but they're also just like, oh, God, like, because it was after the first arc when they fought all the Celestials, and they're exhausted, and, like, Tony Stark is able to build a hot tub in the mansion. They all jump in. Oh, and- I, I, do, I do remember this issue. Yeah, and, and they and, they all just relax and, Tony, and they talk. It's Tony, Thor, and, and Cap in the hot tub. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. And then She Hulk comes in, and mm-hmm. yeah, they just all talk and they just have mm-hmm. fun. So that that's a great issue. Another example was Scott Snyder did something similar with Justice League when the Hall of Justice was built, and they're just like, all right, let's have everyone in here, not just the Justice League. Let's have the Teen Titans and the Titans, Young Justice. Let's have every superhero see, yeah. in this place. And it's one issue where they just go over all these heroes just interacting and talking. That's a big Bendis thing. Bendis used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm, exactly. So yeah. it's just all these characters. They're suited up, but they're they're not fighting. They're talking. And we see the main leaguers, like, private rooms. How, like, Superman's is very much like a, like a home office. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that. I remember that issue. Yeah. And Flash's is more like a workout room, I believe. Or uh, Aquaman's has, like, this big pool, and it's kind of dark in there. And it's nice. It's a nice issue to seeing these characters interact, so... 
Tyler, you're going to know this. There is the an confession. issue of, of Matt Fraction. No, no, oh, not, I the, thought, okay. not the confession. I, I, heard, I saw your gear spin and I really thought you were going to say that. Okay, that is a good one. The, the confession where Tony Stark just just. It's just a 20, it it's a 20-page uh, fucking comic where it's just half of it is Cap after he gets arrested by Tony in Civil War, just yelling at Tony. And the other half is after Cap's dead, Tony uh, speaking on his regrets. And it's just 20 pages of just dialogue. But you don't even see it until the very end. You know Tony is talking this whole time yeah, and you think it's amazing. to Steve. And then at the end, he goes, it wasn't worth it. And it's Steve's dead body. And you're just like, even the, you know, the casualties of war tie in where yeah. it's just, they it's meet just up at the old mansion, mansion and they just talk about like their history and the first time they fought. And yeah. Armor Wars, even though you haven't read it, Tyler, and that still shits me. No, but that that wasn't the issue I was going to talk about. Do you remember in Matt Fraction's Iron Man, that issue 500.1? Um, it's just Tony at like the AA meeting talking about like his entire history and like no. his troubles with that. He literally just stands up in front of like the, the crowd and he's like, hi, I'm Tony Stark. I'm an alcoholic. And then he goes through all of his history from the 60s until now but talking about it in real time and like each of his low points, each of his high points, but it's not, you don't see like a flashback of the story. You'll just see like a sepia tone yeah. kind of panel and him dialogue over. And it's just an entire issue of him talking about his part. I think it's like, I think it's an extra long issue. It's not quite like annual length, but it is at least 30 pages and it's just him talking. And that to me is far more interesting than going back to like a seventies comic where a bunch of people yell at each other with, all the exclamation points and thought bubbles that are yeah. like a paragraph long and you're just like jesus we get the point <laughs> anyway batman was good <laughs> oh that was a good little discussion a recommendation yeah, it was of, of uh just characters just relaxing rather than fighting and that's the problem with young justice oh my god wait what do you write batman that's a great oh, yeah. segue though uh i read this batman issue i was gonna say seven but now 8.5 maybe 9 I'd probably say 8 I really enjoyed it I'm going to go I'm going to go 6 it was fine to me mm, yeah fair enough Young Justice has some problems so Bendis oh my god I, I didn't read it on okay well Harper did you yes okay <laughs> oh I, I read it oh I read so it Brian oh, Michael Bendis fantastic writer for Marvel <laughs> in the early 2000s not the greatest for DC um he was a good writer for Marvel in like like 2015 still like he wrote some good books still mm -hmm. I, I don't want to get on every episode of a hero story and rant about bendis but <laughs> fucking hell like that first page where it's just trying to be so quirky and so smart and so goofy with all that the narration but i was like shut the fuck up just tell the story tell anything other than these stupid interactions i'm gonna find i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna bring up there is literally a page in this issue that is like I, my mind was melting by how... I think I know what you're talking about. But Bendis got on Young Justice about two years ago. Uh, was, everyone's excited. Bendis is coming. He's going to write Young Justice. Young Justice is back. Every issue did nothing. They were like, what is this? Issue 19? Issue 20? Something like that? 20. 20. Yeah. 20 issues of nothing. I don't recommend this <laughs> to anybody. It's literally... So the first 10 issues... 10 issues is fight scenes. Where no characters yeah. characters talk, they're just like, oh, hey, we're back. Hey, gotta go punch this dinosaur. It's stupid, because it's in the multiverse, so it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. That's the I, thing. You don't get attached to any of it. I remember when the first issue came out, I hated it. I hated it with all my heart, because um, I remember so distinctly thinking, the Young Justice are back, and they haven't been together for like 20 fucking years. Why don't I care about this? 
you know? <laughs> when, the, when the Fantastic Four came back, that was only three years, but Dan Slott wrote like these issues where he brought every Fantastic Four member that ever was together, and they brought the core four together, and they were a family once again, and it was huge. But when Young Justice came back, it was just a two-page spread of fucking Bart yelling, Young Justice is back. And he says that every oh, yeah, two issues or so. Does. He still says that in this issue, I feel like. They just can't stop shutting up about Young Justice's back, but they don't do anything. So like, yeah, we're back. This, I'm gonna uh, read this page. We're gonna okay, yeah. Read your page. Tyler, talking about. Tyler here's here's this for you, okay? So they rock up at Mount Justice, which is cool to see Mount Justice, but whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Starting with Tim Drake. I'm just gonna read the whole thing. It doesn't matter who says what. This is it, the official unofficial headquarters of Young Justice. Official unofficial? Technically, this is still a Justice League facility, but they used to let us use it and no one told us to stop using it. So that is totally how the world works. No, Robin's right. We are Young Justice Leaguers as long as we clean up after ourselves. Isn't that right, But In brackets, she asks pointedly to shame her old friend into using his own super speed to clean up after himself for once in his life. Hey, Superboy is the one who always leaves a mess. Excuse me, super messes. I am super offended. And then a character says they have to pee. That was like like a Captain Underpants book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ginny Hex says that. Oh my God. Yeah, and that's like the whole issue too. It's weird because you feel like Tim Drake is like, knows everything here because he's like everyone this is mount justice we used to work here everyone come on in it's like okay cool young justice like mount justice and they go in and then they find the uh the android of red tornado like charging mm-hmm. and okay, that's cool. they're just like oh look guys there's red tornado and then even tim starts questioning like who's red tornado again and they mm-hmm. all start asking questions and they do one joke which at first i was like that's kind of funny but they kept going with it where Bart red says, <laughs> "Red says this is Red Tomato," and the yeah, he says, "Versus Red Tornado," and people are like, "Do he say Red Tornado or Red Tomato?" And then they're just like, "Oh, I don't know if it's Red Tomato or Red Tomato." Tongue twister. But they go with that joke for like four pages. They can't yeah. stop saying that joke. It's like, oh my god, I get it. The thing it. is, the first person who makes it, I think it's Ginny Hanks, is like, "Did he say Red Tomato?" And then whoever like says to her, she's is like. He said Red Tornado, and you know he said Red Tornado. Like, it's not even a genuine mishearing. She's just like, yeah, you know that he said Red Tornado, and then they still go with this stupid joke. Non-stop. And then, and then oh. Bart says it, and he's like, you've got me going as well. <laughs> the whole It's issue like what is... aliens would think that human children talk like. Or like young people, like young adults. Which is weird because Bendis wrote Ultimate Spider-Man, and yeah, Peter's (laughs) young there. He's lost the touch. He's lost the touch. You can't write young characters anymore. He created Miles Morales. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. And when Miles first started, he was like eleven or something. He was thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. When when he was like first revealed, but here, oh my God, here he is, writing these characters like they're robots. (laughs) Then Red Tornado comes to life. And of course, you can't have a Young Justice issue the without 17 robot. pages of fighting. So they're fighting. Oh and even God, then, yeah. they're not trying to stop Red Tornado. They're not being like, hey, we belong here. Like they, like Superboy tries. And you'd think he'd be like, well, Red Tornado, it's me. It's, it's Connor Kent, Superboy. But instead he says, well, Tornado, it's me. It's Connor Kent, the greatest Superboy ever. Oh, you just cringe. have to say that. You have to put the greatest <laughs> ever. You could just say, it's me, Superboy. You had to say the greatest ever. Dude, I hate it's, this so, so much. it's so it's so 
difficult like okay you know when really stupid people go oh the mcu is all quips they're like oh everything they say is quips because Mm -hmm. like two characters will make a clip a quip and then they'll be like oh my god everyone quips this is like what they think the mcu is where every (laughs) fucking character is saying a one-liner to every other dude Oh, Connor Ken is the, is the messiest one. Oh, I'm not the messiest one. You make super messes. You're making me super annoyed. Who the fuck talks like that? Who? I'm sorry for swearing. JD's dad's <laughs> listening to this episode just like, what? <laughs> but seriously, no one fucking talks like that. And it's so obnoxious and annoying. Can I handle it? And I love, I love Bendis. I love so many of his books with my heart. I know Tyler does as well. But this whole era of, of his DC books has just you know, been you know like what? the most upsetting wet fart I've ever fucking seen in comic book history. You know what's a good book? What? Uh, Batman Universe. Oh, yeah, I've heard good things. <laughs> Batman Universe is exactly what you're explaining. It's just a Batman story that's just stupid as shit. But... In the modern age of dark and grim Batman stories, hmm. it's really fun. Okay. But this it's is really just, good. This no, injustice yeah. should be really fun. Yeah, but no, it's, not it's not. It's not. Because a fucking nothing pain. happens. Nothing. Freaking Tim okay, Drake so changes John his name. Oh, my oh, God, yeah, Drake. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, he changes his name to no, Drake. No, 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 no. You're and then he yeah, goes no. back to Robin as if nothing happened because people didn't like Drake, Bendis. So- Dude, people thought they were setting it up for this reveal where it turned out that Tim Drake wasn't actually tim drake it was like a tim drake from another universe that it was infiltrating the team never happened it's just that he changed oh his my name God, that like a... been so much better but wouldn't that have been more interesting so they set up this idea and everyone's like drake that is the dumbest thing ever and then they reveal that it's not even tim drake and then you go oh shit that makes sense that makes sense why tim drake the smartest robin no offense wouldn't make a decision oh, yeah. as stupid as that but no they just never went there and the, the only thing that happens in this issue is john stewart the green lantern shows up and he says to the the Teen Lantern, Teen Lantern, whatever. Who gives a shit? Teen Lantern is the character that hacked a Green Lantern. And he rocks up, and then he's like, "Give me, give me it back." And then they're like, "No, I'm not giving it back." And then he's like, "You're gonna give it back." And they're like, "I'm not gonna do it." And then he's like, "You never should have had it in the first place." And then they're like, "Piss off!" And he's like, "Hey, I'm not trying to be the bad guy." And that's pretty much the end of the issue. And then he flies away. What the fuck? Like John Stewart <laughs> came because, that? hey, look, a 13 year old girl hacked a Green Lantern power battery and is draining from Oa like alien technology. <laughs> this should not be in the hands of a 13-year-old. Give it back. And then Young Justice is like, where are you? Oh, yeah, this scene here. They're just like, oh. we're Young Justice. We're not giving it back. And then right after you turn the page and John Stewart's like, who are you guys again? And then they all stay yes, together go, we're Young that. Justice. They Dude, said it twice. It they battles. just said it. I was legitimately about to break. That was going to be my next thing is that they go young justice. And then the very next thing is like, who are you guys? And they're like young justice. I'm like, you just <laughs> fucking said that. Cause they just had to have the splash page. <laughs> all standing together. I, I see why Patrick Gleason moved to Marvel after four issues of this. <laughs> Cause yep. Jesus. Oh, this was... Dude, there is like there is like two people listening that love this book that are just like, okay. I'm Comic Savior on Instagram probably... defends this book so much and no one knows yep. why. <laughs> this friend no. is just freaking following him on Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah that's probably why. We love, but... you. We lo- we love oh, you, Caleb, but also like 
you're reading yeah, bad no, books, man. Read better books. Yeah, you, yeah, Caleb. So how about you read comics. some proper books? Everyone knows that you're not even the savior of comics, dude. You probably don't even read them. <laughs> stick, stick to your kitty. Uh, you probably just watch Spider-Man the MCU TV show. That's it. <laughs> I bet you watch Marvel Spider-Man on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, this is making enemies. This is weird because this is the last issue, and it doesn't no, that's feel not like weird. that at that's all. Good. Usually, that's, yeah, it's good, but it doesn't feel. That's the real I, comic savior of this podcast. The real comic savior is that Young Justice has ended. When a book ends, <laughs> it's usually like kind of like a wrap up. You wrap up the story. You have the characters all talk about what just happened kind of thing. And it's like usually a feel good ending or like a cliffhanger where it leads to the next series coming up. This didn't, this didn't at all. It was literally... they go secret team meeting and then they hang out on a beach. Yeah. that That's the ending. <laughs> they're just like, you know what time it is? Yeah. It's definitely time for that. Everybody's standing around. Everyone has to have a line where they're just like, it's definitely time. Yeah. Everyone it's time. We got to do this. It's time. You flip the page. And it's them just having a campfire. It's like, they just sit. No, but they say secret meeting or secret team meeting, and then it just cuts them on the beach. I'm like, okay, what was the what was the setup there? Like, is that a joke or is that supposed to be like ironic and fun? Like, we our meetings are actually just us hanging out. Like, what what is it? I don't understand. <laughs> I thought people are gonna say like, you're reading too much into it. No, it just fucking sucks. I Write totally totally hundred percent thought I flipped the page and a show like Robin. Maybe like touch a computer and then a, a hologram will come up of a bunch of young heroes and it'll be like recruitment in progress. That's what yeah, I thought. Uh, that that sounds cool. That, that sounds really. That's cool. how you end a series. Be like, oh, in the future, Young Justice is going to be big, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But no, See, that... it's just freaking. They're on the beach, and the Wonder Twins are there for some reason too. <laughs> not an issue at all, but they're there they're on the beach. The... They're just sitting there. Uh, this is bad. Wow. I'm actually getting heated over this. <laughs> no, I am too. This this issue reminded me. So the last time I was on, we talked about one of the Young Justice issues, and I had a similar feeling. This issue specifically gave me feelings of that Legends of the Dark Knights tie-in book that we <laughs> hated, where we just were like, "What is this? This is the exact feeling I had." I'm like, "What was the point of any of this? Just absolute nonsense, dribble, garbage, crap. Just a yeah." yeah. Sorry, it's, it is. I I read every issue. I paid for every issue. I I did not read every issue. I did, and, and you didn't miss anything. You missed nothing. Did you know when they got back from the multiverse after ten freaking issues, they went back in? No, I yeah, no, I didn't. They come back from the multiverse and then super. I dropped out like, of the multiverse stuff, came back for the crossover, and then went to the end. Yeah, it's. Why did I? This was that? honestly. I read a lot of comics, and I'm sorry, I love Bendis. Bendis' Daredevil is one of my favorite okay. comic book runs of all time. Like, yep. in general. Ultimate Spider-Man is my favorite Spider-Man run of all time. This is the worst comic I've ever read. <laughs> oh, shit! Series-wise, series-wise, not just single issue. Oh, okay, okay, alright. No, As no, no, a run? I, yeah. Oh my god. As I've a read... finale to a run, this is the worst finale to a run I've ever read. Easily. I've read comic books where I'm just like, okay, this is bad. I'm dropping it. For some reason, I didn't do that here. They, I ha I had to at times. I'm just like, you know what? I'm dropping it. And then I hear, oh, they're getting into the multiverse next week. I'm like, okay, no, I'll, I'll read that. And I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. I'm going to drop it. Oh, Aqualad and Sideways and Arrowette are joining the team. I'll read that. No, they didn't. They were there for one issue and they left. Mm. So then I'm going to say, okay, now I'm dropping the book. And then it's announced that it's ending. So I'm like, I'll stay till the end. I just, As a comic like, that I've read even... from issue one to the end, this is the worst. 
We're so Tyler, good. like you, you, like you didn't read the issue, but like, no, I did not. I know we've we've just yelled about it, but the issue literally was, hey, look, there's Mount Justice. They go into Mount Justice. They fight Red Tornado. They talk to John Stewart, and then they sit on a beach. Like, there's nothing about any of the characters. There's no like actual dialogue. There's no wrap up. There's no sense of like finality. There's no, there's not even like a bittersweet, oh, kind of feeling. It just is like, it's a random issue. It's like a random one-off filler issue, but it's the end of the run. And then it's like, that's the end. And it's like, is it? Okay. Something else, I guess, Harper, you wouldn't know. You know Amethyst is in this? The girl with the purple hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh my, the fact that she knows like, like regular world references. She knows. Yeah. Because she's from another arc. Yeah. Yeah. She's from the gem world. in, In the gem world arc. When they're leaving, she's like, I have to stay to rule my people. Kind of thing. It's like, all right, it was nice meeting you. Goodbye. She's not in a single issue until this final one. Really? She's gone. And then she's there oh, like she's wow. the part of the team. She never joined the team. She stayed on Earth. And now she's here I skipped like she's... so many in the middle. I just assumed that she came back. No, she never came back at all. <laughs> no, I thought it was because they go, oh, do androids dream of electric sheep? And I'm like, ah, oh, fun reference. And then she's like, wow. And they're like, how do you know that? And she's like, of course I know that. And I'm like, yeah, how do you know that? Like, uh, yeah, did you come I mean, to Earth and then and read that book read, and then watch? Yeah. <laughs> and then watch Blade Runner and went, yes, this is my <laughs> yeah, So random. Anyway. It's just, it's so bad. Like, nothing happens throughout the entire series. I can't believe this is a series where you bring like, all these characters and the only thing it did to the DC universe was bring Young Justice back, which they constantly have to remind you every freaking issue. Young Justice is back. Oh, it was. I didn't like it at all. No, I didn't like I'm it. I'm so all. glad it's over. But all, at the same, you time, know it, what? What? I'm not gonna even dignify this issue with a rating. I give it didn't a, even earn. I give it a point five. Nah, you know fuck cool? it. Doesn't deserve one. Not yeah, even gonna Mount, give it one. We got to see Mount Justice. That's my only. Yeah, that was cool. That's about that's it. Like, that's it. I, I hope we never, ever see Amethyst, Jimmy Hex, or Team Lantern again. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll drink my water to that. I would never recommend Young Justice to anyone. And speaking of recommendations... that That's it for comics of the week. <laughs> I was trying to do something there, but... <laughs> we, we just had the three. I mean, X-Men came out. Uh, Thor came out. But... Um, I'm not caught up in Thor, so I will be probably this week because the trade comes out next week or two weeks from now. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Tyler, you read X Men, right? No, not this week's no. Oh, okay, I'm uh, I am uh, like you know they're doing Ten of Swords or whatever. I'm up to I think they're at part thirteen. I'm at part six currently. I'm reading it right now, or I was reading it before. Okay, so fair I enough. Have couple, I have a bunch to get through. That would have been a good segue, Harper. Um, you <laughs> yeah, on a sorry. hero story. <laughs> Recently, when we're when we're short on time, we end up doing like a history lesson. Did you want to do that, Tyler? Because you you're a I mean, teacher, right? Unless yes, I'm the teacher of the three. Um, if unless you'd want to do the recommendations. Recommendations. Either Marvel one, recommendations. Huh? We could do both. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Well, we Wait, that was, I was the fucking segue I was trying to make. I'm my blood's still boiling from Young Justice. It was a possibility for, the, for oh, those I... listening. It was a possibility we were going to do some Marvel recommendations, but we're not sure. We are. Hunter just we are. Oh, we'll we do are. that instead. Instead, of I, was, yeah, I asked if you wanted to do both or whatever. Yeah. Well, we're like an hour and a half in, so okay. 
uh, up to you guys. We'll see how long this takes, and then we'll decide after that. Uh, just come back next week. <laughs> so Do sorry, my blood. I him. was so confused because my mind's just like, "Where are you on justice?" Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just see Bart running around all over the place. Uh. So um, usually D- JD and I were more DC guys, but recently this year I got really into Marvel. Uh, both Tyler and Harper, I would say, are more Marvel people than DC. I'd say Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. Well, you've read more Marvel than like your average comic book reader. i mean i've read more marvel than like someone who doesn't really read comic books but Harper, I, I harper's mean, only read iron man and uh yeah Daredevil. i read like everything daredevil and everything iron man and not much of else like i've read random books here and there like i read i don't ignore marvel and just read those two but when it comes to dc like i'll read random things that i don't care about because i'm more invested in the world okay so I, I, I read I everything marvel yeah, yeah, you do. So since Tyler's here, we figured maybe maybe next week we'll do like DC recommendations just for we're not talking about books that are out right now. Like we're right off the bat, I recommend Spider Man. I recommend Daredevil. But we're going more so just runs in general that have happened that you can collect and trade paperback if you go to like your local comic book store or Amazon or Comicsology. Uh, just runs we recommend in Marvel because usually we're more of a DC show, but Marvel comics are pretty good. So Tyler has read everything Marvel related ever made. I think so uh you since harper and i just screamed in our mics for the past seven hours you want to start us <laughs> off here well uh oftentimes people ask me where do you start with comics where do you start um i think the well i mean there's a couple of places if you want to start a lot of people ask spider-man that's the easiest one where do you start ultimate spider-man is by far the easiest way to get into the character um that I being think it's said his runs kind of difficult to collect and trade. I find, and then read it digital. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. I mean, I read it digital. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Continue. I um, but I think that's absolutely the best way to start with Spider-Man, at least, because those first six issues are just the original Lee Ditko uh, Amazing Fantasy 15, but stretched out further. Um, but I always say. If you want to get into 616 Marvel, the main Marvel universe, the easiest way to get into it is just New Avengers Volume 1 Breakout. Um, the one that you're reading right now. Actually, that's the easiest? Okay, I, I, I have it right it's, here. It's Spider-Man, it's Captain America, it's, yeah, that. Okay. You should get that big book. And it's, I think it's the easiest way to get into the Marvel universe. Because okay. especially as it goes on, Volume 2 is about the century. Uh, and every character in the Marvel universe is in that, in that volume. Every single X-Men. In volume 2? Four, yep. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, I think the book you have collects it all. Yeah, I have the complete collection, volume one and two. I know there's a third yeah. one. I'm pretty sure there's like seven, though. What issues are in the one you have? Uh, well, I have volume one right in front of me, volume two is yeah. not in the room that What's... I'm in, but this one has collecting Avengers 500 to 503. Disassembled, yeah. Which is disassembled, which I also have a trade paperback for. I don't really Very good book. collect it in here um director's cut avengers finale new avengers number one to ten and one to ten okay yeah yeah so it's in that book so the century shows up in there every marvel character shows up in there and it's it's so easy to read because it's just classic bendis at his peak uh the character interactions the character interactions are the best they've ever been in a comic book um the art is amazing you get david finch you get steve mcniven later it's just the perfect way to get into marvel it's uh the story-wise, it's very much your classic. Oh, there's a big threat. Superheroes are assembling together, and, and it's then fun. Captain America's just like, hey, 
there should be a team. It's a lot of fun. It's great. It's the characterizations of all the characters are on point. Mm -hmm. It's just perfect. I think he, it's the best. Team yeah, that's time. a good way of saying like every character is in this because there's even characters that aren't Avengers that are in this book. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Daredevil Wolverine... is a major part of the first arc, even yeah. though he's not Wolverine an Avenger. Mm -hmm. Is an X Men. This is where he becomes an Avenger. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. I think it's the absolute easiest way to get into Marvel. Like okay, in general. so new and then Avengers you can spend by Brian Michael Bendis. I started Avengers yep. recently with Disassembled, which is also by Bendis, which is how yep. the Avengers broke apart, and the new Avengers is how they form back together. I do recommend Avengers mm -hmm. Disassembled. I think it's really cool. Yeah, Bendis wrote uh, Bendis wrote the Avengers from Disassembled. You know, actually, I don't know if people know this. Bendis took the book from Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is writing. I actually Avengers. only noticed that and recently because I was looking at like oh, yeah. good read good uh, good reads like listings like you know how they'll just like list like all the books yeah, yeah. and I was looking at um, the Avengers disassembled because there's an Iron Man book tie in that looked fine yeah they're, they're and then good. yeah and I was like I didn't read a lot of that you know the the ninety eight series like after yeah. Heroes Reborn mm -hmm. I didn't read a lot of that I'm trying to get into it because there's a a couple really big collections that collect like the first 50 issues. But anyway, when I was looking at that, I saw like a book that was like Avengers by Jeff Johns. And like the book is like a page, like obviously the front cover and Jeff Johns, the name takes up like one third of the front cover. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, I had no idea. No, yeah, he no took idea. over. Jeff Johns actually has a very, a fairly decent Avengers run. It's uh, there's a story called Red Scare, which is a Red Skull story. He writes Scarlet Witch very well, Vision very well, but Bendis took over, and then Bendis had the book from uh, 2014 to 2013. Bendis wrote Avengers for nine years. I think right now, Bendis, yeah. yeah, Bendis has written more issues for Avengers than any other writer ever. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? He is yeah. the Avengers guy. So I mean, yeah, he's the absolute. Like he's been adapted top to... of the Avengers mountain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Like uh, his. Uh, Everything, I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as we know, it would probably not exist if not for Bendis' new Avengers. In that, you get um, you get Avengers Tower, you get Maria Hill for the first time, you get Quake. like more S.H.I.E.L.D. involvement. Quake, yeah, Quake shows up. Like all this stuff, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Avengers being as important as they are now would not happen if not for Bendis. Yeah, that's a good point. And you kind of define the characters, kind of like yeah. Jeff Johns defined the Justice League. Well, many members of the Justice League at least. I'd say he more so defined the Green Lantern Corps, actually, if anything. But yeah, yeah. it's really, <laughs> yeah. really good. Like I'm reading it right now, and I'm shocked yeah. how good. I this think is. it's I think it's the best team book of all time. I right put now, my foot down on that, and I love the Fantastic Four. I love the Avengers. I love the X Men. I've read all that shit, but my God, do I love New Avengers? Just all my heart. It's a cool team. So the team right off the bat, I know it changes later on, but right off the bat, it is Captain America and Iron Man, of course. But you also got some kind of interesting takes. Uh, mm -hmm. Luke Cage, yep. Spider-Man, Sentry, Wolverine, Spider-Woman. Uh, I think Ronan yep. joins the team later on, right? No, nah, Ronan, Ronan doesn't join that team. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's just kind of like a cool... When Bendis left Avengers, <clears throat> I, I read like... you know He always gives his farewells in the final issues. Yeah. Um, I read his farewell to Avengers, and he said the original pitch meeting... <laughs> um does he what? do that though did he not do it in young justice <laughs> no. <laughs> no wait he didn't <laughs> no no he didn't, he's like he didn't yeah, i don't care anything. about this book as he like likes yeah, like, yeah. unless I'm, i miss something it's but tyler keep, keep talking and i'll check it, but yeah. uh he in in his check final talking. avengers issue he wrote he he was talking about the original meeting where they pitched 
where they had the idea for the new Avengers, in which was Mark Millar was there. And Mark Millar said, as a kid, he used to buy the Justice League over Superman or Batman because in the Justice League, you get Superman, you get Batman, you get Wonder Woman and all of that. That's why he would pick the Justice League over any other book. And then Bendis said, well, why don't we just put the most popular characters on the Avengers? Why isn't Spider-Man in an Avenger? Why isn't Wolverine in Avenger? And then everyone at the table got mad at him and said, you cannot put Wolverine on the Avengers. He's never going to be an Avenger, all that stuff. But whoever was running Marvel at the time just saw um, uh, just money, you know, his eyes turned to cash. And, he, and <laughs> later on, they all, they were at like a bar or something. And Bendis went up to him and said, I think I want to write Avengers for you. And the guy said, yeah, you were, you had the plan or we were going to give it to you anyway. But what's up, Harper? Harper has I, ch- I checked Young Justice. It says, never the end. That's it. <laughs> no goodbye, nothing. That's that it. It just says, never, never the, the end. end. Is that a threat? That sounds like a series that was cancelled midway through and that yeah. he didn't even bother writing a thing because he was like, fuck DC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, yeah literally didn't say anything. Other I, uh, but, he, uh, but anyway, he was, he was saying, like, I think I want to write Avengers for you, um, but can I put Luke Cage, Spider-Woman on the team? And they said, you said Wolverine and Spider-Man on the Avengers. You can put Bugs Bunny on the team for all I care. And oh, so it's I like, saw that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so it's like, it's it's so cool. I just think, and this is what kind of started, I'm just going on a ramble, but like, no, it's good. this is what kind of started this modern kind of take on the Avengers where anybody can be an Avenger, mm-hmm. you know? Like Deadpool's been an Avenger and Sunspot and Cannonball from the New Mutants have been Avengers and rogue is like an era defining avenger you know what i mean like yeah bendis really started that i mean not not bendis didn't start it but bendis really kind of perpetuated that like anybody in the marvel universe could be an avenger in a way that anybody couldn't be an x-man or anybody couldn't be a fantastic four member mm-hmm. it, it works really well is, and it's a cool book yeah. and, and i think that's what makes the avengers so unique yeah that anyone could be there because it, it can be a team of anybody yeah yeah, it, it's very cool. I, I like it a lot. I guess, yeah, yeah, that is the best way to start Avengers. And from there, it leads into Hickman's run, which leads into Secret yeah. War, which yep. is Secret Wars, sorry, which is probably my favorite event ever. It's, so, I think it's the best event ever. By yeah, far. by Jonathan Hickman. So, yeah, that, that's probably the best way to start. I guess if I were to give a recommendation, and then Harper, you could do your Iron Man one because I'm taking your spotlight of Daredevil here. How'd you uh, know that that was what I was going to recommend? Yeah. <laughs> For my recommendation for Marvel, Daredevil, obviously. Uh, he's fantastic. If you want to get right into him right off the bat, this Zdarsky run is pretty easy to follow, but it does have a lot of references to past runs, so it's a bit more enjoyable if you read his past d- stories, which is worth it in the end, because Daredevil stories are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think the best way to start is by Frank Miller's run. It's a little old. It starts off a little weird. Harper seems to disagree, and I'm going to explain why. I love Frank Miller's run. I understand why people, some people may not. It's a little cheesy. It's a little classic, but it's really good. I think easy. I think Bendis's run is the easiest way to start if you're going to go Daredevil. The only way reason I'm saying Frank Miller's is because so many things that Frank Miller did is brought up to in comics today. Yes, like the death of Elektra. For I mean, I guess so. But in the same way that like you haven't read. The, I mean, I don't know if you've read it, but like. You don't really need to read the death of Gwen Stacy to know that Gwen Stacy's dead. Yeah. And it no. affects Spider-Man, you know? That's a good point. It just, it has even stuff in, like, Bendis' run. Bendis' first yeah. arc is about Ben, the the mm-hmm. reporter. And he like, has, like, flashbacks the to when... Ben York. Yeah, he, he has flashbacks it. to when Elektra stabbed him in the movie theater. And he, he that, like, affects mm-hmm. him greatly. And you might be like, whoa, what, when did this happen? Happened in Frank Miller's run. So... 
I think Frank Miller does a lot of things. Even like the whole thing with Vanessa being like in the sewers and things that's still kind of brought up in comics today. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool, right? That's a I cool forgot story. about that. Yeah, that yeah, is. Where he, the, yeah, because it puts Will, it puts Fisk on like a warpath. He's like, well, if I don't have her, I'm not gonna do. Oh, it also gets really sus though that she's like been down there with like the sewer people and everything. Yeah, well, she's like mentally that. insane because she yeah. realizes like her husband's she has nowhere to go. She goes back to her mm-hmm. husband, who's the kingpin. What, what's she going to do? And these sewer people are kind of, like, accepting her. So I'm just going to be a sewer person. Again, well, I have, like, the 80s. tears for, like, the dead of... Like, to to take yours mm-hmm. and to, like, tear it. I When people ask me, I go, if you're, a like, a dedicated reader, like, you read comics a lot, you can start at Frank Miller. And, like, the first volume, you'll be like, this is a bit slow. And then by by the time you hit the second, you'll be like, oh, this is found at stride. And you'll Volume 2 is the best one. I think volume two Absolutely. is better than volume three. Or, well, the first half of volume three before it's the backup story, like where he's got like love and war and that, like mm-hmm. the first half of volume three, I think is like the peak. Cause it's yeah. like, that's, that's the, the return of Electra and the end of the hand and the, the, and you've read it Hunter. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, of course. That's the death of stick. It's roulette. It's like all of the big finale moments that, mm-hmm. that Miller puts into that run. And then you have the, love and war kind of side story which yeah. is the scariest comic i've ever read in my life because of one reason which is that matt murdoch takes a kitten and puts it out on like a in a field so that a dog a guard dog chases after it so that he can break into like fisk's tower yeah and i dead set thought when i was reading it i was like holy shit matt murdoch just gave a kitten to a dog to eat what a piece of shit like it really upset me i was like i don't know if i want to read the rest of this book and then at the end of the issue vanessa is holding the cat and patting it it's like the best reveal in my life i was like oh he saved the cat anyway that's like the (laughs) the most random tangent but you don't understand i was reading that book and i was like what the fuck i was so mad and then when i saw (laughs) that i was like oh yeah you got the cat anyway my tears are if you're a diehard marvel reader read miller's run first if you're like a me- like a medium kind of reader, like you you read quite often, but you don't like, you don't go back and read kind of old stuff. You read more modern. Start with Bendis. If you're coming in for the first time, read the 2011 Mark Wade series because it's before it goes into full kind of Matt Murdock's breakdown where he's like it's really light and swashbuckling. It's like light, but still maintains think, the kind of Frank Millery sort of the I think if you're gonna this kind of edge. I think if you're going to start and you've never read a comic before, I think Zdarsky is very simple. Zdarsky is simple, but it also Wade, brings think, up a lot of like past characters. But I think Wade of... is a tonal thing that I think if you went back, you would you wouldn't really get. I, I think, don't think I so think, because that's the order I read it in. Because in well, I guess one... so, but I think Wade's needs to be understood as this culmination of his mental breakdown. Well, yeah, but the well, that's how I see it with the 2014 run, where it like all comes together yeah. and it's like he's really trying to mask it. But at the start of the 2011 run, it's just like well, regular. Yeah, he's just it's like a regular. Yeah, and there's yeah. one. It's like page Daredevil, implies... but like a little bit lighter. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like just the talking... one page that implies that he's going nuts is where yeah. Foggy so he comes into his office and he's like, he's you know, Foggy says like, I miss the old you, and he's like, the old me, the old depressive, sad mm-hmm. punching bag. I hate yeah. that guy. That's it. Yeah. And that's like one of my favorite Daredevil. But to things. me, that that it's a good entry point because it's not as depressingly gritty as if you oh, went yeah. back to the older stuff. So I feel like if you're a first time reader and you're getting into comics for the first time, you don't want something that's gonna overwhelm you to the point where yeah, you're Yeah, like, and that's why you don't start with Brew Baker at all, ever. 
No, because no. Brubaker, Brubaker is so is... depressing. And it goes straight <laughs> from uh, Bendis' run. And Bendis' yeah. run is like a lot happens. <laughs> yeah. But this is why I don't, why I wouldn't entirely recommend new readers jump straight to Bendis. Because if they go to Bendis, they'll be like, I'll read Brubaker next. And then they'll go from That's watching this lovely relationship with Mila to then oh, what yeah. happens in Brubaker's <laughs> run. And then That's you're just like, wow, I'm depressed. I don't want to read anything anymore. So I think it helps to kind of ease into That's why But again, if you want to get into Daredevil, just know that he is a very dark character. Oh, yeah, you, uh, and also, yeah. if you can, if you want to get into Daredevil, just pick anything. They're all good. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil is <laughs> like, one of the few you characters. You throw a dart at a board and you'll get a good Daredevil comic. Yeah. Mm. Daredevil's one well, of the few comic book characters where for the most part, like I'd say like 98% of comics are good for Daredevil. From, Even the Stan Lee run Grace. isn't that bad. Fall from Grace, Shadowland. Shadowland, Shadowland is dog shit. But yeah, the the, really the end of the 90s before, well, I don't even like the Kevin Smith. Sorry, really? Hunter. I don't I, even I, like I'm not a huge fan of it either. I, I like saw it. someone in, in my comment section say, to me, the way that Kevin Smith writes Daredevil shows me that he doesn't understand who Matt Murdock is, and that's kind of how I approach it. Hey, oh, Grant, what is Ben Affleck's friend, though? Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it's Avengers, the Daredevil. You want to end it off with Iron Man, Harper? Oh, sure. I think Tyler's going to nod his head at pretty much all of these. So, here, this is what I think Tyler and I would probably both recommend you start with, which is this. Immediately? Oh, Extremis. Extremis, absolutely. Yes. What did you say? No, I said immediately. I thought you were going to pick oh. um, Fraction. No, I think, no, I, no, no, I, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong and you're stupid. I think Bendis, easy. <laughs> oh, as in... As in <laughs> as in Invincible Iron Man, yeah. yeah that, that's so easy. Well, the good, the good thing about this, A, it's easy. Yes. B, it's well written. And C, you can collect the entire run in one book. It's and like, the art's amazing. The art is amazing. Oh, David Marquez. The, the reason I say Extremis is... Or Extremis. The reason I say it is because if you're a first-time reader and you're not like super into Iron Man, half of the issues Iron in this Man. Just, oops, I've dropped it. Half of the issues in this are just like art, so there's not a heap of dialogue. Oh, so if you were like, Annie Granov barely does interiors. Yeah. You know? So a lot of like even the fight scenes is minimal dialogue and it's, mostly um, just art. And it's, it's also it's, a motion comic. It is too. You can look it up on YouTube. They yeah, animate it into a motion comic. Oh, that's cool. But, but like, you can pick up Extremis pretty much anywhere for pretty cheap. Like Hunter, you were talking about the Marvel Select books. Extremis is the only Iron Man book they have with Marvel Select at the moment. Extremis is recommend great. It Extremis still? is very, very good. Extremis is good, and then if you want to get into like Civil Warry stuff, stuff, you go straight into Execute Program, which might be more difficult to find, but just read it digitally because printing can get real shitty sometimes okay and then tyler's gonna hate me bringing this one up so then go into there's a if you want to read civil war and make yourself miserable at how mark millard doesn't understand marvel characters you can read that or you can read the tie-in stuff civil war iron man civil war captain america all that stuff is good mm-hmm. tyler tyler doesn't like this series but this is a really good run iron man director of shield see my problem with iron man director of shield is that it didn't go far enough yes and i think yeah. It's because it, it focuses on weird shit like the virus. I didn't give a fuck. I oh, just yeah. thought, like the, I thought you had the opportunity to make Tony Stark James Bond. James That's Bond, so cool, yeah. but they didn't do that. Well, the thing is that I feel like they couldn't do that because it's literally directly after Civil War. Yeah, but I mean, Civil War, uh, it, it, it just, I, <laughs> I don't know, stupid. I just couldn't. I just couldn't see Tony Stark going from. 
I regret all of this. I was an idiot. Why did I push this so far to then being like, hey, I'm Tony Stark. I'm, well, it could be I'm a, a face, genius. You know? Well, true. Yeah, actually, yeah. Damn it. You got me good. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Because I, I really like how serious and how how willing to put his life down. I mean, I know the point of Tony Stark is that the mission comes at all costs, but the yeah. seeing him in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. and running S.H.I.E.L.D. like a superhero team instead of like a government agency yeah. is interesting where he's like... I think Fraction they have the, Like, you know when... Well, yeah. You know when the, the World War Hulk like tie-ins show up and S.H.I.E.L.D.'s like, we've got to mobilize, we've got to get on the Hulk and Tony Stark's like... We're not going to do that because it's my fault that he's come back and it was my fault for launching him into space anyway. So I'm going to deal with it. And they're like, that's yeah. not he's how we this, run S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's like, well, you're not running S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm running S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. And that then cool. Tyler, Tyler, you have your wish. The greatest Iron Man run in history is by far the best. What's it called? Matt Fraction's Iron Man. Fraction's Iron Man. Spotify. It's, okay, uh, it's the Invincible Iron Man 2012. Like if you put that no, in, it's that's two, the series. No, 2008. Oh, 2008 to 2012. Sorry. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's, right. it's when the movie came out. It's an Eisner winner. It literally, it literally, yeah. Every If you buy this in like singular trades, I bought like two hard covers and I'm getting the rest in the in the soft covers. If you like look at every, like every cover, it's always like Eisner winning like series. Like every time they print oh, it damn. on the front. Yeah. I've, never, it I've never read it. It is, it is like, it's 12 books. There's 11 volumes and then a Fear Itself tie-in book, which is like... Incredible. It's one of the it's best incredible. It's one of the best ever. Iron, It's one of the best Iron Man books ever. And it's one mm-hmm. of the best parts of that run. It, it finally, it was Matt Fraction finally doing a thing that writers were too scared to touch ever since Denny O'Neill, which was Tony Stark, slipping back into alcoholism okay. for good for really good reasons like you'll read it and you'll be like oh no wonder he started drinking and it's like also also just read fear itself that's also by matt fraction yes do it's a that. great event but like it, it's yeah anyway just read that and um, i just yeah. matt fraction's iron man makes you upset that no other writer seems to have a grasp on him like he does it's it's so ridiculously good that you go oh that's it's, it's well like, that's the definitive like, run and no it's like every other run is pretty good but then matt fractions is like the best by a good country mile mm. i think i really think it's like he understands that character on a level that no other writer could articulate i fully agree that it is the best series but i think you definitely should go back to the to the denny o'neill run okay and the <laughs> All right. I, I ne- okay i never know how to say his name is it like david <sighs> david Milichin? oh mcleen bob layton yeah yeah they're, those those two doing like Demon in a Bottle, Armor Wars, yeah, whatever else, anything. Okay, if you pick up an Iron Man trade that collects anything from eighty four to ninety two, you're gonna have a, a good book, a pretty good book. Michelini okay. was killing it at Marvel, man. He was writing amazing. Yeah, he wrote Amazing Spider Man with Todd McFarlane. He was doing the Avengers with, Jim, with George Perez. He was he was like those iconic mm. books. Those are all him. They do. We were talking about them uh, earlier outside of the podcast the epic collections so there's there's jewel of iron there's return of the ghost there's the enemy within i think it is and they all kind of collect denny o'neill's run past that so it's pretty much mid 80s to the late 80s and then into the 90s all of that stuff is really good because that is you know the fall of tony denny o'neill wrote tony stark then the fall of tony stark with going not insane but like wearing the armor and like 
trying to fight crime while he's completely drunk. Like, he took Demon in a bottle and pushed it way further. Then Tony losing his company. Then Tony quitting being Iron Man and being kicked off the Avengers. Then Rhodey becoming Iron Man. And then Rhodey slowly hating Tony Stark. He even says, I hate Tony Stark. Then eventually... (coughs) like butting heads and then Rhodey giving up the suit and Tony slowly coming back. So it's like, like you were talking about with Frank Miller, um, Hunter, it's like the biggest events in Tony Stark's life that are, that are referenced is all in this series. And right after Denny O'Neill's run is when they go straight into armor wars, but you can collect armor wars and armor wars prologue in one book called Stark Wars. And that's what you should read. (laughs) Good recommendations. Yeah, gonna... that's a lot. That's a lot of shit. So that pro- none of that probably made sense. But for those... if I had to pick the defining like Iron Man story, mm-hmm. like Stark Wars slash Armor Wars is the defining singular story. If you were ever read one Iron Man book that wraps up that character, that's the character. If you were to ever read any Iron Man book ever, read the Matt Fraction run because that is the gospel. Oh, that if you just say one book, okay, I'll just say real quick. If anyone just wants to read one Daredevil book, Born Again by Frank Miller. Oh, okay. that's what i recommend it's hard to start there but i mean it's also it's the a little best. hard it's just like the defining yeah. daredevil story yeah. i'd say is born again uh just real quick for those who i once had this mindset i don't recommend it i recommend going back to these stories but for those who were just like i only want to read modern comics i just want to read the current runs of what's going on which is i had that mindset once before i highly recommend yeah. just doing trades but i think we've all been there at one point and i think now because there's so many books that i just don't care about at the moment is like the time where i'm going back to read more old old runs yeah exactly like i got so into marvel this year because i don't really care what's going on in a lot of modern comics not most of them but quite a few uh the current daredevil run is fantastic it's not like the defining daredevil room but it's really really good chips zadarsky's the writer it's really great mm-hmm. for avengers the current run is by jason aaron it's okay mm, um, i've heard I'm not mixed. A fan. i, I mixed. enjoyed the first I, I, for few me, arcs it's it, it it was from going from bendis to hickman to wade to jason aaron jason aaron brought it back to like classic like beyond classic avengers that i don't know if it really i don't know if the modern era works for that anymore it's a small team. Uh, it's focused a lot on characters that aren't necessarily main focus characters. For example, Ghost Rider, who is a cool character and all, but when you're focused so much on him, it's not the greatest. It's got some decent arcs. Black Panther's the leader of the Avengers, which I think is really cool. Is it Robbie Reyes? Yeah. Yeah. He's my favorite Ghost Rider. That's well, then read really. Jason Aaron's run because every issue is freaking Well, Jason Aaron on loves him. Robbie Reyes. I mean, that's like yeah. his Ghost Rider. Jason Aaron's read a lot of Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. It's got some cool moments, uh, like Captain America fights Ghost Rider's car at one point. <laughs> that yeah. was kind of Thor, right? Doesn't Thor? Thor has a quote I remember distinctly. He says, "Like I will not be bested by a car." Yeah, something like that. They fight yeah. Namor at one point. I, I do that like that cool arc, arc, but that, I think that, it's everyone. Really everyone fights Namor. Yeah, Why they, is Namor like the one hero? Well, Jason, that they Aaron, hero that Jason Aaron wrote a very good Namor, where Namor's just a dick again. Hmm. One thing I find is cool, so he has his main team. So I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it's Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Captain Marvel, She-Hulk, Ghost Rider. And then they have a rotating role, as Jason Aaron calls. So every arc, there's another... Oh, sorry, Black Panther. And then the rotating role 
of this every arc there's a new character so the first one was doctor strange and i really wish that character stayed on the team and then it was blade after that and then i dropped yeah. the book so i don't know so <laughs> but uh it's cool it's cool as there's a rotating role but in the end it's an okay story there are better stories out there for avengers oh i just remembered something Speaking of Namor, because I was thinking about, he shows up in Demon and Demon in a Bottle just for like one issue where they fight. I didn't really bring up Demon in a Bottle for a reading recommendation because I don't do not ever start with that. It is nine issues. The final issue is it, it Demon in a Bottle. Be, it has to be recommended by people who haven't read it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. But people recommend it because they go big Iron Man story. Like you need to. Yeah, so it's, it's always the at the top. Issue. Yeah, it's one issue. What and is the, it? It's like trade... one, 239, 139, something like that? Yeah, and it's the trade the trade paper. I think, it, is it 21 to 29? I don't know. Anyway. Um, nine issues. Yeah, yeah I think don't models nine never, issues. ever, ever start with that. Because, yeah, it is recommended by people who clearly haven't read a lot of Iron Man. And it's like... No, I think it's recommended by people who haven't even read it. <laughs> because it's one issue demon in a yeah. bottle is one issue it people is. tell you it read this whole people say oh the story's great no it isn't the issue is good the rest of the story is a namor arc uh tony stark's armor being used against him arc and then the end of the book is when he's like it's literally he dips into like you see him drink a couple times and yeah. that's the only reason they're collected in the trade is because you see him drink and oh, then at okay. the end it all comes and then he goes, I'm I'm gonna stop drinking and I'm gonna go live my best life. But it's not it's like the fourth best Tony Stark drinking story. Like yeah. Matt Fraction did it. Matt Fraction did it way better. Denny O'Neill wrote it over the course of like 30 issues, not one issue. Like that's never the ever place to start. So if you see people say demon in a bottle, I wouldn't recommend that first. Fair enough. It's also it's like, I mean, it's a good book. It's a good book if you like are into comics, but if you're a first time reader, you will read it and just be like, I am so bored. <laughs> it, is so, <laughs> yeah. it is so boring if you're a first time reader. That's fair. Uh, to kind of end with the modern recommendations, do you recommend the current Iron Man run, Harper? Yeah, there's a lot to. There's oh, a lot I mean, to it's only like run, three but like, issues it's, in. <laughs> it's two in at the moment. Yeah, yeah. so. I, yeah, like, I would recommend it for the fact that it seems good so far. I don't know, like, what its legacy will be. Like, it seems better than Dan Slott's stuff because it's taking itself far more seriously and actually analysing Tony Stark instead of being... Like, I still cannot forgive the weird ending of Dan Slott's run where Tony Stark's like, I'm artificial, and then he starts drinking... And then they never bring it up, even when you find out in Iron Man 2020, oh, no, Tony, you actually are the original Tony. You just needed to get your DNA filled in a little bit, and now you're back to normal. They never bring up the drinking. And I'm like, the sin of Iron Man comics is that if you are going to write a Tony Stark drinking, you need to write a story about it, not just, like, pass it off as nothing. So this series so far has been two issues of just totally introspective unpacking Tony Stark and who he's trying to be, even though, like, I mean, if you read this right after you read Matt Fractions or the North Run or Ellis's Extremis or even the Denny O'Neill stuff, you would be like, this isn't Tony Stark, how I know him, because I think that's the point, is that he's having an identity crisis. He's just like losing his shit trying to figure out who he is and doing all this meaningful stuff that means absolutely nothing. Okay. Tyler, I feel like you you did a good post on it. I feel like you could talk about the current Iron Man run. Yeah, I just like, think it's, I, I think, uh, I think some of the lines that Hellcat has in particular, um, if they 
deep, if they dive deeply, more deeply into what I think they will, which is um, Tony, whether or not Tony deserves to be a hero of the people, um, then I think this could be a very, very good Iron Man run. But I think if they kind of drop it, then if they get if they pussy out of it because people are triggered by the word privilege, then then <laughs> like nothing. Fair enough. Oh, oh my god. I, this is totally off topic. I was watching oh the BVS God. rewatch thing. Now it kind of <laughs> ties in because Tyler and I were talking about like Patsy's role in, in Iron Man. And I was saying, I feel like you could reword some of what she says to get the message across better for people. Cause some of it, I can see people reading and just going, Oh my God. And then you're not getting the point. You're just kind of being yeah. rash, which I know is the point that they're trying to make, but I'm like, I don't know. There's a better way to word that. I was thinking about BVS and our rewatch thing. And when Superman's like, save Martha. And I figured to myself, could you not just fix that scene? If he said, Martha Kent, you need to save Martha Kent. Cause he's saying it as like a name. And then you have Lois come in and go, that's his mother. Cause then it doesn't seem like he's just saying Martha. He's giving Batman an actual direction of a person to find, not just the name Martha. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Like, if he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I get you're about to stab me, whatever. You need to save Martha Kent. He says Martha Kent. And then Batman's like, he wants me to protect a specific person. I don't, I thought he didn't care about people because he was too busy flying through buildings. And then Batman's like, why would you want to save Martha Kent? And then Lois runs in. It's like, it's his mother's name, except she doesn't say it twice. It's his mother's name. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Off topic. (laughs) And that's a hero story. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do, so Tyler had an idea for the history lesson, which is where we talk about the history of a character, but we don't talk about their origin, we talk about how they're created. Tyler wants to do Venom, but since this podcast is almost two hours long, we're going to save that for uh, next time Tyler's on. But, like, for future history lessons, we won't do Venom until Tyler, you're on, Yay. and then you will lead that. So, Yay. stay tuned for the future. <laughs> and, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you're, God, this is JD's line. <clears throat> If you're listening to iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review. It helps with the ratings. If you're listening on... Does he say anything about Spotify? I don't think so. If you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe and like this video. Comment below. Uh, for a hero story, I'm Hunter. I'm Tyler. Knock, knock, let the devil in. <laughs> oh, my God. Every second is a gift. <sighs> uh, See you next time. What? what?